Yo, this is Jerry Sylvest, and you're listening to For Those Who Know. This season, we'll talk with artists, musicians, and other creatives, journalists, educators, and anyone else who's contributing to the culture, pushing the needle and stretching the margins. From one-on-one conversations to roundtable discussions, covering everything from hip-hop to quantum physics. Wait. Wait, okay, no, not actual quantum physics, okay? But if you're unfamiliar with black culture, then it might just sound like it. (laughs) Addressing the world the only way we know how, talking about it. Everybody has a story to tell. These are just the ones you should know. Let's go. Hey, yo. All right, y'all, what's going on? This is Jerry Sylvest, man, and uh, we slowly, slowly hacking away at it. This is for those who know. And, um, you know, before we get into it, before I introduce my guests for the show, uh, first and foremost, I want to shout out um, everyone who's been, you know, promoting the show, talking about the show, sharing the show, leaving reviews, um, and rating the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Yo, please continue to do that. I need y'all to share, rate, review, send it to your mama, send it to your mama's mama. Um, That's the only way, yo, we're going to, you know, be able to get the show popping and, you know, growing and developing, um, you know, kind of the way that we want it to go. So if you have iTunes, if you have an iTunes ID account, get on there, drop a review. Shout out to uh, my brother Tehran for his review. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Um, It's been a minute. I apologize for the delay. You know, life, uh, sometimes life gets ill. And, uh, you know, so we've been working through it. But, um, yo, what else? What else? I, I, feel like, I feel like a lot's happened since the last episode. Uh, shout out to my girl, Eve. Shout out to Eve, um, you know, for coming through, rocking with us. I got a lot of uh, really dope feedback about um, her hanging out with us. Um, friend in particular told me if I have more women like her on the show, we're going to be all right. So that's the plan. So we're going to plan to have, a, as I said, more firecracker type women come through and uh, shut shit down in here. And, um, you know, I, th- I, think, I think that's all I got with uh, paying the bills as far as, uh, as, far as the show. So we're going we gonna to roll, we're going to rock right into it. We're going to start it off like this. In the comedy world, on the street, the people always have two equally yet important requests. Tell me a joke or make me laugh. This is one of those occasions. Cue the Law & Order theme. Yo. I'm go, in here. <laughs> Yo, I am uh, joined in here with um friend, fellow ASU alumni, alumnus? I think it's alumnus. Um, I didn't take Latin. <laughs> <laughs> comic, writer, actor, um, you know, music and, and, and movie, um, aficionado, my man Abe Cox, what's going on, brother? What is going on, man? I'm I'm, I'm happy to be here in this uh, this room. The pink room. I was gonna say New York. I, I think I'm happy to be in this room in New York right now. <laughs> New York is freezing. Oh no, it's cold as shit. It's 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 brick out. Okay, we can cuss. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, yeah. You. I was gonna try to push you. I was gonna say. <laughs> no, we can. Not this line. <laughs> We can keep it a buck up here. It's just okay. it's, it's just us, and we're going to, yeah, be free, be comfortable. You got it. Man. Well, thank you for having me. 
Thanks for coming out, man. I mean, I mean, you literally, literally came out. Literally came out. You hopped on a plane from Chicago just to be on the show, man. I appreciate that. Like living in Chicago since I left the land of ASU, uh-huh. uh, I'm trapped in the city from city to city. I, I can I have no car. Yeah, I have city money, Expl- not success money. Yeah, city money. City money. There's a big difference. So yeah. it's a city. Which is which is really means no money. No money. <laughs> Enough money to get to the next city and move around and eat some food. Yeah. And Bodega sandwiches. In kind of good spirits. <laughs> what I had today, I had quinoa today. Uh, you <laughs> Yo, hey. I ordered the vegetarian meal. He was like, You you're a vegan? I was like, no, I ain't no vegan. <laughs> Put some chicken in that. <laughs> Just gotta be a little healthy. <laughs> if the word vegan is in it, it's probably healthy. Right. Like my base is but, he, but, but he but he was shook though, because he was like, Well, you probably don't want no chicken. He was like, No, 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 no. I, I want some chicken. I just like vegetarian food. Ne- never has a white man said to me, You probably don't want chicken. A white man has never uttered those words to me. Yeah, you probably don't want chicken. What's wrong with you, man? This was this was the perfect time to get it right. Yeah. I do want chicken. This is when you're making yeah. a recommendation about the good food you have. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be laughing here the whole entire hour. <laughs> like, the, like because the, I'm trying to really, like, refrain from, like, the whole, like, tired trope of, like, yo, tell me a joke. But, like, this whole, I feel like this whole shit is about to be jokes. I'll, I'll do the, I'll do some laughter okay, for you. Okay, okay. Um, I'm more into, I realize as, as time goes on, my comedy is, is, is concepts and ideas. Yes. And I'm not good enough or scholarly enough to write them down and have them published. Okay. So I'm just telling jokes. Yeah, that's if I had a little bit base. more, if I maybe if white supremacy hadn't hit me, <laughs> these would be papers and I would be getting paid and right. acknowledged properly. Yo. <laughs> They're just yo. jokes. Like, <laughs> they jokes. They've become jokes. So you so you know what? So then okay, let's let's put a pin there. Okay. Let's go back to let's go back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Um at least at least as it relates to um, your development as as a comic. Um, kind of walk me through, you know, this this creative like explosion of like, you know what? I'm funny, or I feel like I could tell jokes. You know what I mean? Because okay. you know, I've, I've I've known you a very long time. Um, you've always um, seemed to me, just from outside looking in, you always seem very cerebral. Um, Too cerebral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. Like, you didn't speak too much on campus. Like, you spoke, I feel like, when it was necessary. You know what I mean? But, like, but you, you know, you, you always smiled. You always seemed very jovial. But you wasn't, like, OD. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you're very, very well reserved. Right. And so I remember, you know, about the time, probably, like, maybe, like, closer to, like, mid to late 2000s, was like, yo, I'm about to make this move to uh, Chicago for comedy. Yeah, I man, walk me, you know, through, through this. I'll walk you through it. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you talking about it like I had some type of plan or I was an organized individual. I think that's why I don't talk. No, most definitely. You I, I got you. Fuck up how that shit looks. So, like, the, the, the journey is, it's very vivid in my mind. It's mm-hmm. not, man, it was... We were in the MU, which, for those of you who don't know, is the Memorial Union. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop you real quick. That is what we call the titular scene. The titular scene. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. That was perfect. Yes. All right. Let's get back into it. We're going we're gonna to touch more about movies later. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the titular scene. We'll go back to that. So, man, it was uh, M-U, and I think, was it Amasu or NAACP? Amasu is an African-American man of ASU. Mm-hmm. Shout and, out. And it, and it was a, a, a comedy night. Mm-hmm. The comedian they had hired was Shane. Oh, wow. Right? Comic View back in the day. Comic I used view. to watch him. Okay. Shane Light was funny. brother. Yeah. Shane's still, Shane still killing it. Yeah. Fun note, real quick. Fast forward, real quick. Okay. Shane was doing comedy in Chicago. Uh-huh. And I went up to Shane and told him, Shane, do you remember me? I'm here in Chicago trying to <laughs> do comedy because you came to the MU that one day. <laughs> and Shane just real cool. Yeah, I remember. And he gave me a straight face. Yeah, I remember. And when people say that to yeah. me, I feel like, do you really do remember? You really remember me? Yeah. This was an important part of my life. <laughs> I could have gone a different direction and completely not even be in this room right now. But Shane, because you, of you, because of you, you changed the, the whole trajectory of my life. Uh, uh, adjustment. You were the my adjustment, adjustment bureau. bureau. Oh my! <laughs> Shane was my adjustment bureau. We'll also be dropping movie references the entire the time. entire time. That's how I talk <laughs> languages, movies. <laughs> Because people normally don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yo, I'm here with you. I, okay. I already know. Okay. So anyway, uh, Shane was late. Or we were rather, we were late picking up Shane. Okay. So I had to go on. This is how show business is. Yeah. The show must go on. Right. If people are paying or showing up, you mm-hmm. have to respect their time. Show goes on. I volunteered myself. Because at that point, I had loved public speaking. Okay. Loved public yeah. speaking. Loved being in front of people. You're very talking. good. You're a very good orator. Thank you. I just feel like I get it. I get what it means to be up here in front of you. I'm not mm-hmm. going to disrespect you. I'm going to either entertain you or, or 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 give you something to take home with. Mm-hmm. That always was a just yeah. in me. Yeah. So I got up there. I started talking. I think I was talking about uh, dating. That was my first one. Of my first jokes was dating mm-hmm. about. How can I be honest with women mm-hmm. with regards to not having enough money to impress you? God, yes. To get over the hump to where you can actually see who right. I am yeah, in life and it. how good my mom and dad did <laughs> and the work that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to see that. <laughs> right. I couldn't get past that. I couldn't get past the money. Yes. Mm, so it was me relatable. complaining about that. Like, <laughs> nah, I just want to, you know, I, I, I want to take you out. Yeah. But spending a lot of money that I don't have doesn't seem like a good idea. Yeah. How is our relationship <laughs> that could or could not happen? How could that be good? Yeah. If I become broke before you say I oh. like you or I love you and now I'm broke. Anyway, somebody else had given me a joke that they wanted me to say too. Okay. Or a few people had done that. Um, and I went and I didn't kill it, but I kept going and got enough laughs. You keep going, you yeah. get warmed up, started getting laughs. Yeah. It becomes more comfortable. It becomes more comfortable. Uh, I realized what I was saying, people were identifying with. Yeah. You know, I think the first time it, it felt like, it didn't feel like, oh, I love the laughs. It felt like, oh, they, you, you get what I'm saying? This weird, like, tangent that my mind go, y'all get it too? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That felt good. Like, oh, people are connected. Like, yeah. I've never connected with people on mm-hmm. this level ever. Mm-hmm. And, and as an artist, I, I understand this, this ideal of being on the stage and it's like instantaneous connection, right? right? It, it's, it, it's, it's not a delayed um, gratification. No, no. It, it, it comes readily. 
right? And so I think so that that's that experience where honestly, like, it's a high. It, it really becomes a high. Yeah, dopamine is firing yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's going crazy. Mm -hmm. Then I got off the stage. And that's when a few ladies came up to me and said, mm. Abe, I didn't know you were funny. Mm. I was like, oh, does this increase my chances of sex? <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing, yo, that's the first thing I thought. It's like, yo. Because I know if women come up to you saying nice things they normally don't, yeah. something that's sex. Yeah. Sex is possible now. Yeah. Attractive women will never come up to a dude trying to be nice since if they don't want, if they're not asking you for something, they're open to having sex with you if they do sex, if that's what they do. Yeah. That, that mixed with the dopamine firing, yeah. Shane even gave me like a yo. Props, like, a big up. He gave me the best, still to this day, the best compliment. And that was, and I almost feel like I, I need to get to that, to where I was there. Yeah. I've still been trying to get, and that's, your comedy is pure. It's mm. pure. When you talk, it was pure. That's why everybody right. enjoyed it, because it, it was pure. It didn't sound scripted. It didn't sound scripted. Or rehearsed. It was natural. It wasn't even like you were a comic. Mm. It was like, mm. you it was were, just you. Yeah. You yeah. had an opportunity to talk, you did, and since you were in a place where it was funny, you you you, you rose to the occasion. Yeah, and right? people accepted it. People accepted it. Mm -hmm. And for there, I wouldn't say from there, I was like, I'm going to do comedy and be a comedian. Yeah. You know? Like I said, I'm not that organized. I can't do, I can't <laughs> yeah. think like that. I probably didn't do comedy for another year after that. I mm. rode that high mm. from the dopamine firing <laughs> and the increased percentage of sex. Yeah. For months. I rode that high for months. Women showing you love. Hey, <laughs> if there's any kind of motivation, like the motivation of a woman showing you attention. Oh, my God. Yo, you'd be like, oh, shit, nigga, I made it. I made it. I made it. Because I, I, I tell I'm you worth what. worth something. Yo, I'm worth something. Because let me tell you, of all the times I performed while being undergrad, yo, all of my juice came directly after I got off the stage. Right. Like, like if, if, if there was any person in the audience, I was like, yo, I'm feeling shorty right here. Yo, I'm, I'm about to bust my ass on this mic. Yes. And then I'm going to get off and... I want her to get it. <laughs> I, I want, want her, her to, to get it. I want her to get what I'm saying. Yeah. And everybody else, they'll, 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 they'll be along <laughs> for the ride. But I want her to get it. See, my issue is this also. I also have a very bad habit of downplaying attention as well, ah. right? So there have been many times when I have performed or like done something like that, right? And I've, I've gotten off the stage or like, I'm, you know, people showing me love, dap me up, or like a shorty comes up and it's like, oh, you know, I thought you were fresh or whatever, whatever. And like, I've just dismissed it. Oh, you know, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? And like, kept it moving. Like, and somebody else has been like, yo, son, she was all in your face. I was like, was she? I, I didn't notice. I didn't see her. I'm like, yo, bro, like, she was, like, in your face. I'm like, nah, man, she was just telling me congratulations. I did a really good job. Can I tell you how it feels as a person, the, the guy who told you that? Yeah. Can I tell you how he felt? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you how he <laughs> felt. He knew how hard you worked, and he saw it pay off for you. Yeah. And you, did, it's like, you didn't take the cash. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how he felt. He was like, he knew he couldn't take it because the check was made out to you. Yeah. And he's just like, yo. Yo. You didn't take the money. <laughs> you busted your ass. You. Jerry, you it, busted your it's ass. It's happened so many times. <laughs> like, like, because cause, cause once again, like you said, like the dopamine is firing off. 
you know, the adrenaline, you know, like, like I'm going through my mind, like, you know, now I'm just, I'm just doing the mental math. I'm like, damn, like maybe I should have said it this way. Maybe I should have performed this way. Maybe yeah. I should have, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah. So like, you're still like in like the haze of like the afterglow of it, as opposed to like identifying like, oh shoot, like someone is like talking to me and maybe they could be kicking me slightly different energy, right? And it's just like straight, now granted, I, yo, I can't acknowledge flirting anyway. I'm, I'm very terrible with that. I have, I have a similar problem. Straight up. And I stopped somebody and I was like, yo, I'm sorry. Are you flirting with me? <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, cool. I just, I just want to make sure we're on, this, <laughs> we're, on the same, we're on the same page because I don't want to misconstrue anything. Yo, that's, like, that's my real life, yo. Can I tell you? Can I, I know I'm going all over the place. We're going to get back. We're going to get back. Okay, we're going to get back. Flirting. Okay. I have a girlfriend. I can, can I have to tell you her take okay. on me and my ignorance of flirting. <laughs> she really, she knows me so well. She's like, one, you're not going to know if a woman likes you until she's grabbing your dick. Wow. I was like, I, was like, I, I tried to argue that, but she's right. That's, that's so sad. It's that bad. Yeah. That's that bad. Because I just, in my mind, I think that you're being nice to me because it's refreshing to talk to someone <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would, uh, yeah, let's just keep the conversation yeah. going. I could turn it up a notch. Yeah. What does she say? She also, so she, yeah, so she said that, and she says, you're going to cheat on me. Why? Because you don't know when she's flirting. You're going to be in her room, <laughs> and you're not going to know until she either grabs your dick or she takes her clothes off. You're like, oh, and shit. And at that point, you're too polite not to go and do it. <laughs> right? Taking the money. You, you, you have you'll to take, take the, the money. money. Yeah. You got to take the money. Yeah. It's on the table. It's on the table. They dumped it out of the briefcase Yo. in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> but we can bring it back. I'm sorry. So, but yeah, so that was my whole thing with, in, in college. Okay. Right? And so that feeling was great. And then I didn't do comedy for a while. Yes. So, so you said it was another year before. Another year. Before. Now, now by, doing, by doing comedy, do you mean like it was another year until you started like writing or like thinking about comedy as something like maybe this is something I could potentially do or did you just go to like another open mic or so like yeah open mic like I, or, or uh, I think there was another another uh, another show at school and this was for uh, voting no I was the vice president of the NAACP oh wow and I think we did another comedy thing a year later okay same, so it was NAACP not Amasu okay. and we had done another one and me and another uh, comic who I actually went to school before I went to ASU mm -hmm. at Central Arizona College. Oh, wow. Um, he was in Denver. He came through and we both did comedy. Okay. We did terrible. <laughs> let, me, let me give some, this is why you did terrible. <laughs> when you're first starting, if someone has you in a situation where there's no traditional stage or lights or seats, yeah. it's, 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 it, was an auto, it was an auditorium, it was an electric hall. Yeah. It you're, you're too new. It's, it's very <laughs> well, disorientating. You think, well, this, this isn't right. How can I do my job? Yeah. <laughs> if there's a desk over there and a chalkboard, that's not funny, right? And so I'm, that, in my mind, I'm, I'm complaining. And so I did terrible. I got like two, two laughs. Okay. But you know, just by you getting the two laughs, like, man, as a comedian, this is a weird thing to explain. If it doesn't make sense, I'll reword it. You want to get 100% laughs and standing ovation. 
Yeah. That's what true success, a true great set, where people are yelling and the laughter is loud. Yeah. That's not how people feel when they watch it. Mm -hmm. They wanted to laugh. If they laugh, they usually had a good time. Mm -hmm. So even me thinking I did terrible, mm -hmm. people coming up after me saying, I liked that. Mm. I still getting that. I didn't know you were. Still, but they didn't laugh. They, they didn't, didn't laugh as hard as I felt that I deserved yeah. or had worked. <laughs> but they laughed mm -hmm. and came up to me afterwards and said they uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. But even to this day, I'm like, nah, it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. But it, it, they enjoyed themselves, right? Mm -hmm. They enjoyed themselves. And I signed black people up to vote. That was 08. Wow. Wow. But that was a, yeah, my second time doing comedy. Mm. After a year, it was 08. And then I had done the show in Scottsdale. Right. I had a show. Yes. I had like prepared material yes. and jokes. Right. That was, was that, like, yeah, that I, felt like. I was at that show. I was really doing comedy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not yeah. like, well, let me just see or let me say some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not shy in front of a. I felt like I was doing comedy. Mm -hmm. So that was like. That was like almost another year later. So let's kind of pause right there. The development period mm -hmm. between, you know, the last time you might have did, you know, comedy or stand up for an event that's happening on campus, mm -hmm. as opposed to you're going into like your first actual legitimate set. Club, yeah. Club, you know, there are people who are there. There's other comics on the bill as well. Like, what was the development between, you know, these two occurrences? And also, what was that preparation like for you? How did you, you know, um, create ultimately what you performed mm -hmm. at that first show? I think uh, I saw an interview with 50 Cent, and he said it really well about comedians. They're over-rehearsed. Yeah. Way over-practiced. Mm -hmm. I was out of school. I had been out of school by, by that time. Before that show, I had been out. Of, I had just graduated. Okay. I graduated in 08. Mm -hmm. um, Obama was inaugurated January 09. Um, I, I would be at work and on my breaks, I would walk out and for 40 minutes, I would go over the set again and again and again and again and again and again and again, just so I would know it. Because mm -hmm. I'm not organized, don't yeah. have the best memory, yeah. but I can commit things to memory. So once I committed it to memory and I was comfortable, I felt like then I could create the rest of the comedy around the script, okay. the jokes, mm -hmm. the, the physicality, the inflection of the voice. Yeah. Man, man, I, I I just kept practicing. I kept going, just going over it, going over it. I would test people, test mm -hmm. family members and friends, tell them the jokes in regular conversation, see if it was really funny. How many people does it reach? Does it reach my black friends, my mm -hmm. white friends, my mm -hmm. Mexican friends, my friends' parents, yeah. my family members who never knew I was right. funny, or people people who specifically don't think I'm funny or don't like me mm -hmm. like that. Um, talking to them, like that type of preparation. Wow. So that I had, because I wanted the confidence yeah. to that get it up was going to work. Right. That's what it that really, was. Ultimately. I'll, yeah. I'll never do that now. I'll never spend every <laughs> single lunch break going over the exact same set. <laughs> Hell no. I need two hours now to memorize this shit. Like, and I'm good. I know two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I didn't want to, you don't, it's not, that, it's not about failing, because I hadn't even failed that bad yet. So I didn't understand, I didn't know what that pain would even be like. Yeah. But I, 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 I cared about it. I cared what Shank said about being pure. I, I cared what people 
my friends and, and acquaintances were saying that yeah. I know you were. I cared about that. Mm -hmm. I felt good. I felt I had a, a, a real purpose okay. that I could actually uh, achieve. I could achieve this laughter mm -hmm. and these jokes, man. Like before we even started recording, man, you remembered you remembered the Primal Sounds joke. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I forgot the Primal Sounds joke. Wow. I don't think you understand. Wow. Then you. I mean, I know it. It's in there. Yeah. yeah. Like Magneto, you know, yeah, the memories of his yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get the film going. Yeah. I got to get the <laughs> It's in there, okay. but man, until you said it, to me, I'm just, these are just crazy ramblings. And mm. so that's like maybe my biggest talent or skill was mm. that people can take stuff away, yeah. for real take it away. Okay. Like that's, I'm probably better at that than being funny, like mm. to give you something to take away. Like, yeah. yo, this was funny or yo, this was. Mm -hmm super deep or super interesting or out okay. of left field or artistic so the takeaways i like that i kind of i kind of want to deviate right there okay all right so you're talking about creating a comedic experience where it hinges more on what the audience receives from it as opposed to it just being like funny right um we grew up in an era where you know comic view was like that was the joint comic view yeah. and then before that it was deaf comedy jazz yeah right um, so like I, I, I like to believe I have a well-balanced understanding of like dope comedy. Yes. Okay. And so and, and just give me a minute because I'm, I'm going to get to my question. Okay. During that time, like to me, a lot of that shit, it was just funny, right? It was, it, was, it was relatable, but I don't know that I ever felt like I was receiving anything of like, you know, value until... I discovered Paul Mooney, mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle, mm -hmm. right, Chris Rock. And I feel like these are comics who tend to use comedy and use this medium of art as also a means of social commentary. And I kind of I, I I find you kind of in that same vein as well. So talking about you know, someone taking away something, um, you know, is, is, is that kind of like the idea, for, I guess, for you creatively to be more so like in line with, yeah, like these is jokes, you know, you're gonna, and, and we're going to give you these jokes, but I'm also going to give you something, you know, that it may hit you when you get home or, you know, you may laugh about it, but like also deep down, you're like, damn, like that shit's ill. Yeah. So for me, like the enjoyment is is it's funny to me that I could say something so obscure or deep or you take away mm -hmm. and then you laughed at it. It's funny that I could come up with that and that you would laugh. Like, that's funny mm -hmm. that it's that painful for us or, mm -hmm. or it's that much. It's that that we laugh. It's like, to me, that's enjoyable. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, you make, you know, maybe a, like, a, like a racial joke or yeah. something like that. But we could laugh, but it's to me that that's enjoyable that we could get there. Right. That's just like, I don't know, I, I, I love it. Yeah. So tell me, the role of comedy, and so like, as it, as it also relates to like your maturation, as, as you know, like a, a budding comic, who are some of the, com I guess, the comics that you kind of look to or like to aspire to, like so I, I mean, I, I mentioned you know like the the Dave Chappelle's and the yeah. Chris Rocks and, and and everything like that. But 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 that's because when you know like I said when I think about 
you know, social commentary. Right. Right. That's who comes to mind. And they also just happen to be funny, but not in like, you know, like a necessarily like a gut wrenching ha ha funny. Right. It's, it's just like, no, like they're saying something just like you said, like they're able to convey pain in a way that you can receive it and it feels like it's enjoyable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so is, you know, I, so, so I guess it, it is, is for you, I, there's many different, I guess, lanes you could have went with your comedy. Right. Why do you feel like that, like in that vein you wanted to be in? Stand up. Yeah. You want to know who? Who? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start there. Okay. It's a cool story kind of, man. Um, my parents had a CD from, I believe, 1989, mm-hmm. called Bebe's Kids. Mm. Um, stand-up comedian Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Rest in um, peace. Rest in peace. Pops. Do the right thing. Yeah. Sweet Dick Willie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo' Better Blues. Mo' Better Blues. Um, House Party. House Pops, Party. Right? Pops. Pops. House Party. And Bebe's Kids. See if I can think of a joke. Say, <laughs> look at this nigga. Got his feet on the stage. Look like E.T. Test two, baby. He would just say that. Just test two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was when test two babies were coming out. It was, it was real like, mean. Somebody yeah, called you a yeah, test, test two baby. baby. Yeah, I, I remember that joke. You ain't even good enough. Nah, nah. You have a dick in the vagina. Nah, yo, you couldn't. Yo, you couldn't even come down the canal. B. Nah, you was a test two baby. I remember. I remember running around on the playground <laughs> calling kids test tube babies, like, yo. Yo, that's 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 crazy. Like Rob, yo, Robin Harris was Robin Harris. Yeah, right? man. And he had passed away. He had been passed yeah. away by the time I got a hold yeah. of this. Cause, and I mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't let me listen to this. Mm-hmm. It was sitting. Remember the Baby's Kids cartoon yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had seen that. The movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had that reference, and so I looked in their CD collection, and it said Baby's Kids, Robin Harris. Mm-hmm. So I just I thought it was gonna be the movie yeah. on the CD. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> it was this vulgar ass comedy set that was talking about Lassie and killing the, the things I believed in. What is that? Oh, the, uh, the the death penalty. Ain't got the death penalty. One, one of the in California. One of the reasons we don't have the death penalty is because we don't have anyone to pull the switch. <laughs> Robin Harris said, "Shit, I'll pull that switch. I won't even take no lunch hour." So I had two motherfuckers in there on each other's lap two at a time. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go. He said, I, I ain't gonna do it no more. I know you ain't gonna do it no more. <laughs> Everything death. Nigga wanna stop like death. <laughs> he said, in fact, public hangings. <laughs> he said, what y'all gonna do with that? Hey, man, he stole a watermelon. I guess he's hanging around. <laughs> and man, and I'm, and I'm hearing this. And there's this point where he talks to to to, to Debo, Tiny. Mm. Mm. Tiny's in the audience. And it's amazing you still remember all this. Too. I didn't put that together. Oh man, it, 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 I I probably if you turned it on right now, I could pick up the set with his inflections and mm-hmm. everything. I heard it on audio, but I bet you I could do the physicality of the set mm. as well. Mm-hmm. I had heard it so much. I think for a while I would do his set. Or parts of his set for like family members and friends. I'm yeah. day. get up and do the, you know, get up yeah, and do the hair yeah. set, yeah. the baby kid set. But man, like that was so important to me. I, 
it was so funny. He was funny. I didn't understand about sex, you know, in a, in a relationship. Like, I was too young. I hadn't understood it yet or, or, or yeah. what racism, how it was affected. I, I didn't know. Okay. I was laughing. I was a little kid because the way he said it, the timing, mm-hmm. I understood that. The I craft of it. The craft. You understood I understood craft. why that was funny. Yeah. Like, at my core, it didn't matter what he was saying. Mm-hmm. I knew what he was doing was funny. Okay. I knew I could do that. I could be funny with just that. Yeah. I could be funny physically. I'd probably go on stage mm-hmm. and not say anything. I bet you I could get laughs because mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I respect being up there. I know I know how you see me up here. Yeah. I know it's not me talking to you one-on-one. Right. And that that didn't make me want to do comedy because I was, I was young. Mm-hmm. But it put something in me. I had listened to that for years back to back. Then my brother got to be my age when I heard it. I mm-hmm. let him listen to it. We were listening together. We would just sit there. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't take it to our room. We would be in the living room listening mm-hmm. to Baby's Kid as I babysit my little brother. Yeah. Listening to Baby's Kids for hours, eating wow. food. So that what that turned into is the power is me just just chasing that power of laughter and, and making people laugh. Yeah. And so when Shane came, and I had already been doing public speaking, it connected, mm. and I started watching comedy. The pieces came together. The pieces came together, and I, I had learned about Chappelle and, and Chris Rock, and I, that's when Chris Rock had his CD. Yeah, it was the, the gold CD. Yeah, yeah. The gold, no limit. He had basically done like a yeah. kind of a ripped on No Limit. Yeah. Was <laughs> it was it was it um, bigger blacker? Yes. Okay. Um, there's no sex in the champagne. There's room. no. Yo, that was a hit. That was a hit, though. There's no sex in the champagne room. Yeah. Um, for me now, so going back to kind of what you were talking about as far as the commentary on life, mm-hmm. I think Chappelle and them, they do a specific type of commentary. Mm-hmm. I wanted my commentary to be just the, the absurdity of being a person now that the internet's come out, mm. now that the movie Toy Story came out, and now that's a standard for animated films. Yeah. Like, I wanted a commentary on, mm. yeah, this was life, but mm. now that this has entered in, mm. when we stopped learning cursive, like yeah. all these things to me was a commentary on what it's like for a contemporary person. Mm-hmm. And I'm black, so I had that experience as well. Yeah. So it, it's the black experience within that. Okay. So I should be able to reach people who understand that mm-hmm. at the very least at the very least yeah right like you you there's a, there's a huge chunk of us who at one point we didn't have the internet mm-hmm. and then we did have the internet right you know mm-hmm. or, 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 or 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 in school it was taught like this mm-hmm. or, there, or there was they, they rolled the tvs out when it was movie day yes. and it was strapped down it, to it. yeah <laughs> it was strapped together now, absolutely now you have a you, then you had projectors and then you right so the, I wanted the commentary on like, yo, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, shit ain't the same or shit's weird. Like, yeah. yo, it was just this. Yeah. How now, come it ain't like, it, Yeah. I remember movies from the 80s, right? Yeah. So the commentary of how movies, bring it back to movies, how movies from the 80s, how they look down at people now. That's a funny thing to me. Yeah. It, right? A kid who's born in 92. Mm-hmm. He kind of mm-hmm. fucked up when he sees the '80s movies. Like, yeah. What the fuck is this? They mm-hmm. might, they might like it, right? Absolutely, but it's not. It's so Gra- like, different graphically, 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 because now this the way generation, it's shot. yes, 
the cinematography yes. is different, right? The sound is different. The quality is different. Yes. And so now this generation, because they've, they've been exposed to the Matrix. The Matrix. Right? To go back and be like, wait. Right. Yo, this isn't, there's something missing here. Whereas for us, we can't, we're, we're from an era where that was the standard. And we didn't know everything. And we didn't know everything. You're right. Just, just, just think about all the movies where they, didn't, they left it unexplained. Yeah. Or they said it, and we, you or I couldn't confirm if it was yeah. real or wrong. Like if, if, if something happened in that, right. If he said it, it's true. <laughs> if that's when Pearl Harbor happened, then that's, that's when what it happened. happened. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't find out right now. I'm in the movie. I'm I in the moment. I can't verify it. I can't verify it. Yeah. And so this whole era, I think that's a commentary of people who grew up un, being, not able to verify things, and then people who, their children Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the generation after them. They can fact check you. We can fact check you. What does that mean yeah. to be fact? How does a movie that's talking about maybe maybe uh, a forest and mm -hmm. what happens to the life of a forest? Mm -hmm. Now I can verify it and you get this story and I'm like, what do you, what do you, no, that's yeah. not real. That's absolutely not real. Right. Whereas before that, we kind of either had to take it at face value or find alternative means you know, to, to verify it. Verify it later. Yeah, ver verify it later. Or, you know, you, you walking up in the library and you, you know, you're checking out the Dewey Decimal System. Right. To which really doesn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> you know how much paper we wasted? Yo. <laughs> you understand how much paper we wasted before things got digital. Yeah. We used to have conversations about saving the rain, the forest, yeah. because we were literally using that much paper. You're right. I, I don't remember the last time somebody said, save the trees. <laughs> yeah, email it on my phone. What are you talking about? Save the trees. Don't right. use the paper. Yeah. This is a luxury now to buy yeah. paper. It's yeah. expensive to buy yeah. paper. <laughs> I'm like, this is high quality. We don't need it. We want it. I got this notebook in here. <laughs> I should be using my phone, but there's something about I'm connected yeah. to this. And so, man, the commentary on that, I just feel, will always go on because everyone goes through a change. Right. And so... It's yes. kind of like a pendulum. Like, it, 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 right. it, it flows. And so that, my approach was that, and, and okay. connecting things together and how people could see, yo, this character in history was the same as this fictional character. Mm -hmm. It was the same as your best friend. And yeah. All of these things. And so, I think, yeah, Robin Harris, Dave Chappelle... Louis C.K. Mm. Um, Louis C.K. is definitely Louis C.K. is important to me okay. because of how he he distorts what you think of white people. You think he's white. You assume he's just white. Yeah. He's half Mexican. Really? Or is he half Hispanic and is a different country? Pardon my ignorance if that's the case. But he is. Really? That's right. I didn't know that. Right. And I love Louis C.K., mainly just because, once again, I like very cerebral comedy. Yes. Right? Like, I like my comedy to make me think. I want my comedy to challenge me intellectually. Right? That's why I enjoy Louis C.K. Um, he is funny, but once again, he aligns himself in a way, and he comes across in a way that he's, he's giving you something of value. Yeah. Every time. Mm-hmm. And he just became... And I had heard him before, but once he had, once I figured that out about him, mm. and he was doing these jokes, then I understood, like you said, the cerebral part of it. Well, there's a whole other thing behind it. He thinks the world's absurd. Right. And he can't get around it. There's yeah. nothing he can do. And he passes for white. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. 
because it's still absurd. He mm -hmm. still may have to deny, or someone is denying who he is, yeah. just because of how he looks and how we built the society. And yeah. so, oh, lighter people are better than dark people. He's yeah. like, yeah, but what about, you know, there's just a group of people who they just in the middle or they're in all yeah. these gray areas and <laughs> who speaks for them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and and those type of things, Max. I, I definitely find the world to have a... I, I, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. That's another reason why we do comedy is because it's more enjoyable. Okay. And sitting as a, with the comic's eye and noticing everything yeah. and, not, and not like getting that yeah. out, that's hard because like, you were noticing it. Yeah. I'm seeing... That's how I can give it back to you. I, I, or I've seen it so much... Mm -hmm. You've got to flip that. And so, okay, so that kind of goes back to, I think, what we were talking about earlier about, about um, social commentary. Mm -hmm. For you, what is the role that comedy serves in culture, right? Like, what is its primary function? Um, and, 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 maybe, and maybe this is an answer that varies across comedians. Like, right, right. right? So, so, so maybe, you know, there's, you know, there's some disparagement between how people may feel what its role is, um, you know, but for you and, you know, based off, once again, your experiences based off, um, you know, the comics that you might have looked up to, um, and even now moving forward, you know, saying with your craft, um, and actually to, you know, let's, let, let's, let's blow it up even a little bit larger. Considering all the things that have happened in our society mm -hmm. over, let's say, just the last five or, five or six years, um, specifically for, you know, black and brown people, okay. right? What's the role that comedy shapes um, in our culture, in our society? For me, it, uh, across everything, on stage, off stage, it, it brings people together. A good example is uh, anyone who's courting someone else. It's okay. much easier if you're laughing. Because mm -hmm. that's a language that we all understand. Right. Laughing, crying, it's, pain. Like right. these, but laughing is an enjoyable right. one. It's, it's a, universal. It's universal. universal. So that, just that, if I make this person who I'm interested in laugh, they'll be inclined to more like me. Mm. If I make this audience laugh, they'll like me. If I'm, I like the comics who I watch and they make me laugh, mm -hmm. no matter what race they are. Or when you start seeing the, the, the audiences start to become you know, very diverse racially yeah. and um, on a whole different other levels in race, it brings people together. I was watching, uh, keep these movie references going. Let's go. Um, What's it called when they went to uh, Vegas? And they, um, uh, they had a uh, tiger in there. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, shit. With um, Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Um, was it Bradley Cooper? Yes. Um, is it, yo, is it a... Uh, I can't think of the name. Oh, my gosh. Like, it, it, it escapes me, man. Um, is it Las Vegas? No, no. no it's... Bachelor party? No. <laughs> yo, like I'm, I'm, I'm a keep thinking of the name. I can't. Yo, hold on. See. Well, why are you getting? Look it up, and yo, I'll, I'll tell you. See, this, this is what happens when you have the internet, right? A, 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 a post internet. I feel like a post inter internet brain. Back in the day, I could have got away with just what we just did without the real name, and we could have moved forward. Yeah, but no, but but, but right now, like no, like it it hinges on. Yes, this is this is the this is a moment where we yeah, need yeah. the name. All right, hold on. We about to. <laughs> We're about to go to the verification. Hangover, Jesus Hangover. Christ. Hangover. I was nowhere near that. <laughs> That's the part. So, Hangover. Okay. He even says there's this part in the Hangover, and it's the monkey jacking off, and everybody's laughing. Who? Right? They're in like the Philippines. 
right? Galloping Nash's character okay. has the, and the monkey, and he's like, see, a monkey jacking off is funny in every language. And I, as a comedian, I'm like, it is. Like, I know. Yeah. And now you're all closer. Like, it's fictional, mm-hmm. but those are real moments. Yeah. You're closer. Everyone you're can tap Uber. into it. If your Uber driver makes you laugh, you'll be way more at ease. True. Or if you make them laugh. Yeah. And so I just feel like because the laughter, if, 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 if it's coming from me mm-hmm. or coming from you or a specific individual, you had to find a commonality to get me to laugh. Yeah. Right? It's not like the guy is just standing out in the middle of nowhere and gets hit in the, the balls with a football. Yeah. That's funny, yeah. but that's not a commonality right. like that we would share. Right. It's just it's that's it's, it's just slapstick. Yeah, slapstick. Mm-hmm. So I just think it. I really think that the, the purpose of comedy is is bringing people together, okay. um, even if it's just temporarily. Mm. Um, mm. Temporarily, it, it brought me and my brother together. We became closer after we listened to Bebe's kids for years. Really, and now we can still spit back and forth jokes mm-hmm. of Bebe's kids to the end of time. Brought me, my brother, and my parents together mm. because they didn't want us to hear it. Mm-hmm. But after hearing us say the joke so well and having them rolling, yeah. we just became closer. How could right. they not let us listen to it? Mm-hmm. I'm saying the jokes back and they're hilarious. I don't know what I'm really talking about. Maybe right. a little. Yeah. And it's so important. Like the the It's connecting. It's connecting and it it's lasting. Mm-hmm. Like a good feeling, like as like a comedian, like I notice at or or um, I hang out with people, or maybe maybe a second or third time we hang out, we have a really good time. Mm-hmm. I'm, cr- I'm cracking you up, mm-hmm. or you you may be a person who unlocks me mm-hmm. to really just be a funny person. Yeah, like you said, I'm, I am quiet. Yeah, but with some people like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example. I'll just start going in. <laughs> yeah. And then we had a good time, and it's memorable. Mm-hmm. It's, it, the memory is transferred. Yeah, yeah, And that's like, it's so, it feels so good. It's so important. And it's almost like, if I tell people I'm a comedian, it's almost like I've had almost zero negative response. Mm. Right? Only negative response would be from another comedian. <laughs> <laughs> And as rightfully so, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we all know, yo, somebody got to tell you that this ain't for you, yeah. or you suck, right. or this job sucks. This yeah. is a hard, shitty job. Yeah. One more thing. I, I, I was thinking about this when you had told me the idea um, of what we wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, and this is why, you can stop me, but why comedians get sad or depressed, mm-hmm. just real quick, with the connecting. Mm-hmm. We feel like we're able to connect with you, but we're humans too. And so I guess sometimes there's a yearning of wanting to connect more mm. past just the laughter. Okay. Since we take it a certain way. Right, right, right. You know what right. I mean? I, I, maybe, maybe I want you to make me laugh in a certain way, but maybe you can't because okay. I'm desensitized mm. to certain things. Okay. Right? Unless it's truly. Okay. And so you get you can get sad like ah maybe mm-hmm. that's my only worth, it's not, mm-hmm. but you're so good at it and it's such a good thing. Okay. That that's your value and your identity now. That's your currency is these mm-hmm. laughs and applause. So so okay, does it and, and not to cut you off. Oh, okay. Does it become as though you're chasing a high? Like you know we 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 spoke about you know like you know like the the dopamine and everything, but but really from 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 a, from a standpoint of 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 trying to 
feed a certain hunger, right? Like you said, like being on the stage and like, yo, I require a certain kind of output and I need it. And if I don't get it, I feel some kind of way about it. So, so maybe, like, well, maybe I, I, I don't, maybe I'm not as valued, right? I'll talk, I'll, I'll reference it to smoking weed. Okay. You first smoke weed, that's probably the best high you're going to get if somebody cares about you. Yeah. Right? That's a really, you may chase that, but if you become a weed smoker, you, you know you can't get that high. So you're not going to chase that high. Mm-hmm. Now you enjoy smoking weed for different reasons. You've expanded okay. it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're going outside or talking to your friends or, mm-hmm. or you're focused or you want to relax or it's for pain. Mm. You're not going to chase the high, but you still are going to, you like the high. Okay. But you're not chasing that high. Now mm-hmm. it's incorporated in what you do. Mm-hmm. So now as a comedian, that's what I do. I want to go and make people laugh. So mm-hmm. when you're with the other comedians, you had a good set. Yeah, but it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. They're hot. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going for the... I'm just getting I'm just getting high, but I'm not yeah. trying to chase that high. I need now it's a I wanted the weed to taste like this. I wanted it to have this type of consistency and, and mm. it really didn't this time. Yeah. You know, you, you you let me down, yeah. Mr. Dealer, drugger right. guy. You, you sound me. really knowledgeable about weed, by the way. <laughs> I know a little bit. You know, actually I've never talked about smoking weed. On a public platform. Yeah, and then I should have been doing it for <laughs> years. I've been smoking since I was 19, 32. I've been smoking. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey, you, you, you sound very knowledgeable about strands and yeah. brands and names. I know none of these things. I'm learning though. We, you know, I'm learning. But, but we're deviating. I, um, it's in the, it's in the culture. Yeah. <laughs> Drug dealer, a friend of mine said, dude, chill out. <laughs> Stick with the weed. You're fine. Yo. Take it from someone coming out of hey, you ain't got no job. It's Friday. You ain't got shit to, to do. do. Get you high. <laughs> Get you high, Craig. We're gonna keep rolling with these movies. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna big big <laughs> you know how we do. Yo. So okay. So to that point, as a comic, right? And and kind of like in the, like the same lane of what we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you find, and, 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 and you can you know, take this wherever you want to take it, um, do you find that you challenge or you feel more challenged with issues maybe like depression as a, as, as a comic in terms of like, you know, once again, being cerebral um, and taking in the very, you know, the things that we just take it as funny, like, oh, he's just being funny. Right. As opposed to, like, someone who maybe carries, like, the proverbial weight of it all. Right. Right. Because... Right up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, I, I, have to, I have to digest it in a way that the average person doesn't have to live with it. Right. Um, you know, we can kind of just sit in for the night and, like, oh, like, that was funny. Like, you know, whether you take it, t- take it, you know, take it with you or not. Whereas I feel like comics, they kind of live kind of, like, from, like, the inside looking out in a way where, you know, um, they're not necessarily desensitized, but they, they, they have to acknowledge all the ills um, at, at any end. So, like, you know, is it challenging? I, I, I guess ultimately that, that, that's what I want to know. Like, just having, you know, to not just tell jokes, but especially telling, like, I guess specific commentary. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is there a deeper weight to it? Absolutely. 
I would say I, I would say I've been depressed ever since I've done comedy mm. while also being freed like the depression I can be happy and depressed like that's a that's a weird place to be because I, 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 I was unaware of that yeah like I would say I'm happy in my relationship yeah I moved out of Arizona that was my goal mm -hmm. I never thought I would live in downtown Chicago yeah happy but the depression is it it can't stop once you start for a lot of people because I mean not only am I noticing all of these things and I have this eye that I've been training for years for comedic purposes but I'm still seeing this shit mm -hmm. I can't stop being a comic mm. right you're my friend you can talk to me as Abe yeah but a lot of people I'm Abe Cox, right. the comedian. Yes, you're so always on. You need to be on. Mm -hmm. I don't mind being on, but I, I, I just, you can't. Mm -hmm. You know, and, 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 and you need some distance. There's those moments where you're not that for someone, and you may have been it for a while, mm -hmm. or they expect you to, and the, maybe the way they treat you, that that can really hurt because you're just like, damn, I, I'm just that. I'm just that nigga on stage who was joking in that moment. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm, you know, I'm either smarter than him or I'm right. more serious than him, mm -hmm. or 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 what or whatever. Um, or, or or the only way I'm gonna get a job or a gig is if I'm that guy. When I have all these either other skill sets, or I went to school for this, or my parents and my family expect this out of me. Mm -hmm. That's a part of my identity too. Like yeah, I, I've, I've taken on this, this task, okay, this heavy task, to try and do it. And then, what happens if you fail? What do you become mm -hmm. if you fail? You know, or, or do you you hang it up? Mm -hmm. You bow out gracefully. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you just disappear without the stage and the applause? Yeah, are you gone? Right. You know, because when you're a comic, you. All of you are the audience. Yeah. You're not individuals. Right. Maybe that cute girl is an individual. <laughs> no, but you're not. You're an audience. My mm -hmm. job is to entertain the audience. Mm -hmm. Maybe going back to the individual type of interaction and relationship with people, it, it, it's hard for people to navigate that and, 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 and go through that. So these are many reasons to be depressed because you're, you're dealing with mm -hmm. that you're, you're I'm providing this connection this laughter this right. dopamine for y'all mm -hmm. and then it's over right you get to go home and deal with the jokes mm -hmm. I'm you probably have to gonna go it. home sit with it have a drink maybe drink yeah there was this, there's this show going on right now and there's this great moment where T, uh, I forgot the name of the show I, I'm forgetting everything right now but TJ Miller mm -hmm. is wasted he's a comedian um, he's in uh, um, Silicon Valley Okay. He's a guy's house saying that. He's drunk and he wakes up in the morning still drunk and he's mumbling through his set. Mm. Unbeknownst to him. Mm. Involuntary. Involuntary. Because I'm probably gonna say it again tonight or tomorrow. Mm. And that's cool, but you gotta understand what that is for someone who's Yeah. Cause it's not it's not just a joke. It's yeah. like you said, it can be a common it's re it has real connections. So yeah. it's not like me making up a, if I just wrote, did sketch comedy or just wrote sketches, it would be different. Mm -hmm. I can just make up funny stuff mm -hmm. and make up fiction. Right. And, and you can make up jokes, but all the best comedy is, is the real right. stuff. 
you know, as you, as, a, as you mature, talk about your life. And sure, sure. That's always the best comedy, every mm -hmm. comic. So, man, how do you get away? There's no, almost no way to get away from it because of the society, how the society treats it. Yeah. It, it, right, right? And for every com comedian who's not famous and hasn't made it, made it, mm -hmm. you're nobody. That's mm -hmm. a crazy thing. Yeah. There's comedians now who are on the bill performing tonight and throughout the week here in New York, getting paid. Mm -hmm. touring, traveling. But they haven't made it. They haven't made it. Who are they? Mm. People will put them on the same level as me. Mm. They have, may have traveled across the world, every state, every country that does comedy without killing you. So you don't know who they are. They may make six figures, seven figures, mm -hmm. which is success in this country. All you gotta do in this country is $250,000, no, $250,000, $1, and you are a rich individual. Wealthy, rich, one mm. percent, yeah, maybe two. So there, there's people who are comedians who made it to the one percentile, mm. but you don't know who they are. So they still have to navigate life, mm. like me. Yeah. Think about what that's doing to them. Yeah. I mean, they're great and people are happy, mm -hmm. but remember, we're happy and we're depressed. Yeah, simultaneously. Simultaneously. But I'm a happy person. I make jokes. I connect through laughter. Yeah. But there are, I'm, the human is so much <laughs> complex than that. <laughs> right. But we forget that because mm -hmm. you're enjoying the laughter. In that moment. In that moment. And then you get to leave. As well you should. Right. You should never be right. around a comedian <laughs> if after. you don't plan on marrying one. <laughs> after or the entire day. Yeah. It gets really different. Yeah, it gets dark. It gets really dark. <laughs> I probably said some dark things now because we kind of, we're going, yeah. we're, we're, we're talking about this subject. Mm -hmm. It's all there, like, you know, behind my eyes. The pain yeah. is always there. But I'd say, not, don't feel bad. Like, don't feel bad for me because okay. I'm depressed. <laughs> no, don't feel bad for me, depressed. Yeah. I chose it. It's what I want to do. Just come to my show. Come to my show. Yeah. But don't treat me as if everything... I, I, I'm different than you, and everything's okay because we're laughing, and it always will be. That's probably the biggest thing I would say. Mm -hmm. Everything is just not going to be okay because I'm a comedian. Mm -hmm. Like it could be okay because of other things I've done, but that's where you feel like you're dismissed. Like you respect me, gave you this great service, but then it's like, yeah, yeah but you're just a comedian. Mm -hmm. We can't get to these serious places with the likes of you. That's mm -hmm. why Bill Maher is so important mm -hmm. as a comedian to talk about. Very serious things. Right, right. And right. and and he kinda he kinda now, regardless of my personal politics about Bill Maher, but he kind of encompasses those very same topics and concepts, you know, with with brevity. Right. And 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 he does so very skillfully. Um and I think, yeah, like that, you know, that same, you know, I I'll liken, you know, um John Stewart um the same way, though. I feel, I feel like I feel like John Stewart is a lot more lighter, if that makes any sense. Yes. Than than a Bill Maher. I feel like Bill right. Maher is 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 a little more you know harder on the ears. Um, yeah, Bill Maher is. Yeah. He's a liberal elite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't look at him like that way, but that's that's what he is. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Stewart is too, but Stewart didn't make you feel that way. Right. Um, and I think, and Stuart had commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to break away from the comedy because it gets too real. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, I always thought, like, I could never see no two-hour comedy show with one person. Mm. I can't do it. Yeah. I don't care if you're my favorite person. Really? I don't care if you're my family. I can't. Mm. I can't take your or you, person X, mm. I can't take your sense of humor that much yeah. beating into me. I can't do it. Mm. I need a break. Yeah. I never have been able to sit past an hour. I just can't. I'm like, really? what the hell is going on? I don't, I, you tap out. I tapped out. Mm. It Why takes is that? Energy. It takes energy to be an audience member. You okay. get fatigued. You have mm. to listen. Active listening. Active listening. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, you... That's what it's about. You actively listening, staring, and, and, and getting this performance, mm-hmm. which is physical, it's verbal, mm-hmm. there's, it rhymes, it could be, all, it's all of these things. Mm-hmm. You, you, so I'm, I'm working, we're working you, you yeah. know? So we say, well, you gotta work the audience, you gotta work mm. them. Work the room. You gotta earn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I could go in and just say somebody else's jokes, mm-hmm. but that'll never be as good as if like I had equally good at jokes about myself that right. I just can't. Right. So I want to kind of bounce back to something you kind of uh, alluded to um, prior. So you um, you're talking about you're talking about comics and comedians um, that you know are all throughout the country um, that are by financial standards successful. Right. Right. Like they they tour. Um, nonstop, all year long, they make decent money. Like they're professional comics, right? But they're unknown, right? right. No one, no one knows who they are. Um, and so, I've had a few people send me in some questions, and, and this kind of lines up with that with that particular um, scenario. And um, a shout out to Jay Smith. He uh, he provided this question. Okay. To that end, can you define what success is in right? comedy or in general? In comedy. Right or, or or for you, right? Define what or or, or 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 I guess that's easy. Actually, let me let me. I, let me you, you're gonna want a deeper answer. Me, than yeah 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 I, yeah. 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 Let me but 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 let me frame. Define what making it is. That's the question. Not 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 necessarily what success is. Right. Making it. What what is making it? Because like I said, there's there's comics who like you said who make hundreds of thousands of dollars. But but ha- but have they made it? Who are you? Who are you? Right. So so you, as a comedian, you have your vision of how you would like to get your comedy across, and it's mm-hmm. it's 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 there's the stage, but you can do so much more. Mm-hmm. You can write books, make movies, TV shows, right? There's been TV shows and movies made out of jokes or sketches. Mm-hmm. So making it is getting the opportunity to take your art. And give it, and having the ability to potentially give it to everyone, mm-hmm. it's that it's your friends and family acknowledging you made it. You're famous. We know you. Mm-hmm. That's a part of it because you want people to come see your show. So it's knowing you part. You know, knowing it, it, you was a part of it okay. because the visibility, I, the visibility, the revenue from you coming and supporting. Mm-hmm. Like there's my friends who support, but then when I make it, I need everyone. I'm trying to get as many people on the wagon. On the wagon, who would even like my type of stuff? Everybody ain't gonna like every comedian. That's why there's so many of us. That's why right. everybody can eat. Right. But that's like you have to be able to, and it's like personally, it's within my life. So I'm I'm with my girlfriend. I 
I want her to know that I can provide do the comedy that I had mm -hmm. made it. That's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. I could I don't have to provide for my girlfriend. I'm just yeah. saying I would like to be able to do that through the comedy because right. then it had paid off. You right. want it to pay off mm -hmm. um, beyond just the laughs on stage. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pay off in my life. Okay. I want to you know I want to to be okay in my life. I want to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. I want to to do the other things that I uh, right. that are. So then, so then, so then, narrowing down the question, then, what is what is making it for you? What what does that look like for you, right? As an artist, as a musician, <laughs> making it for me now, and I'll be thirty one in like two weeks, right? Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like thirty is just the greatest time of my life. Yo, I'm starting to think so. Like it's now, it, it, it's also a very like peculiar time. It's a very peculiar time, um, but I also think, I also think it's it's probably going to be much more exciting than anything that happened in my twenties. Um, but for me, right, going like like in my early thirties, making it for me as an artist looks completely different than it did at eighteen. Right? Yep. My nose was open. Right? Like I, I was I was green. I had raw talent. Right? I had vision. Now, not to say that I don't have vision now, but you kind of compartmentalize the vision. You consolidate it. Um, so whereas now, like I can be like, well, you know what? Making it for me now, I can identify it by doing this, this, this. To me, if I can do that, if I can have that, if this happens. That's making it, I'm comfortable with that, right? Yep. What does that look like for you? It's a few things. Okay. I think the most immature one is when I go back to Arizona, I can fuck any, any <laughs> That's real. Really? Though. That's real. Though. Okay. Let me be real with you. All right. I don't have to do it. Okay, okay, and that's what I was going to say. Maybe, maybe not doing it, but so, okay, so you're, you're talking about the clout. The clout. I want to. I want to. I want women to all of them to be grabbing my dick so that I know that they all want me because I know that's what it takes <laughs> that they like that they like me. And that and I, I'm not joking. I'm joking the way I'm saying it, but it's like I grow up and I, I, I'm, I'm I'm weird and all these things happen. They, in the end, they make me who I am and this comedian and all that. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't working out with the women before. Okay, that's important because I love women. Yeah, I don't need to be fucking that many women, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Fucking several women, that's crazy. Okay. Why? Because one can be hard to handle, <laughs> right? Enough. So you, why would you set yourself up <laughs> for a world that almost none of us are ready for? Anyway, but that's important. That really is important. Okay. On the women's side, on the men's side, mm -hmm. I would want, I would feel that having People tell me my jokes and us laugh together mm. only in Arizona. Mm. Anywhere else that didn't mean anything. Mm. That's so, 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 so there, there's, there's something of merit about being able to make a name for yourself and that they know it when you go home. They know it when I go home because I feel like I'm a weird individual in a way to where I feel like, I feel like me making it 
gives joy because it was in comedy. The weird individual made it in comedy, creating joy for more people. Mm-hmm. And we get to call him our own. And mm-hmm. I get to go back and be a part of it and say, yes, mm-hmm. you're my own. And right. we got this. Right. You all helped me get here. All sure. you ladies who said no. Yeah. All the friendships I messed up or didn't get to have. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that means something to me. Yeah. I, I live in Chicago now. Okay. And I carry Arizona and my experience there yeah. heavily because mm. of what it's a contrast. Yeah. In Chicago, it's like literally the opposite. Yeah. And so, I, I it means a lot to be to to be successful and to be doing well. Not so the I don't. It doesn't matter about the money in this particular example. It's not about the money. It's about you're out just making money doing comedy. Yeah. I probably have a lot of that now, but I don't go back. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Right. I've still not, I haven't fully like gotten that mm-hmm. across it myself. Like, yeah, you made it. I feel, I still feel like I'm going back mm-hmm. when this is over, mm-hmm. or when I like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. This has a limited time, sure. and you're gonna have to go back in Arizona. If you do go back, mm-hmm. are you gonna feel okay? Are you? How are you gonna feel if you have to go back? Yeah. And if I do mm-hmm. have to go back, because I don't ever want to go back, but if I have to go back, mm-hmm. I want to feel okay living in Arizona. That's important to me. Mm. I would say beyond that, success is, man, I I, want to work in the industry, entertainment industry, and work with comedy Mm -hmm. and create content. I want to create shows. I just want to be working. Mm -hmm. I no longer really want anything more than that. Mm -hmm. It comes with it. So then then moving moving past stand-up. Yeah. Moving past stand-up. But even still doing it. Okay. I still want to do it because of what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's what it is. The problem with stand-up is it creates a, it can create a burden on you on who you are, mm. right? Unless you make it to that big time, right? And they, they, they ease it off of you, right? That or room, you know you turn down your, ninety million dollars and go to Africa, go to Africa, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't have a number. I just wanna I wanna work and make enough money mm-hmm. to live the lifestyle I. Thought my parents, <laughs> the, the the lifestyle my parents wanted me to have. Yeah, I I want to be able to afford that by just working. Right in the field, that's mm-hmm. success. If if I if even if I'm only making what I'm making now, mm-hmm. if I made what I'm making now, but I was doing comedy, mm-hmm. that is success. Mm-hmm. I made it to yeah. me. I made it. I'd be completely happy. Yeah. I could go back to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, that's important to me. Like, I want to, and I've learned that through the journey. Okay. I used to want, it sounds like I still want women, but I used to want, <laughs> <women>. <laughs> I used to really want all that and, and the money, but once I realized, I mean, I went to Chicago and I learned a lot about what this is really about. Really? And what it's not about. Okay. So, so, so Chicago and I, and I, you know, we, we kind of talked about this offline. Chicago was kind of like this breeding ground, yeah, for you to kind of like get your chops up, yes, as 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 a comedian. And so, 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 so then, yeah, t- tell me some about, I guess, about. Okay, this is the most painful part of the uh, uh, this discussion tonight, but that's, okay, yes, okay, okay, we're gonna you know say lighten back up at the end. It's okay, it's okay. It needs to be talked about. All right, it needs. To, um, man. I, I feel like I left in a very peculiar way and okay. it affected me and still affects me today. Okay. 
I wish I would have left how you left. Mm. I wish I would have planned. I needed to. I needed to get out and, and be on stages, mm. and that was all that mattered to me. Yeah, and I just found a way to do it. You know, it mm. was I'm gonna move to my grandma's house, stay there for a few months, mm -hmm. and then figure it out. Yeah, things didn't work out yeah. like that. They never do. So as I'm going through the chops, and man, I realized a lot of, of, of the, the, the thing that made me the toughest was realizing that it takes a little bit more for me for black people to fuck with me. Mm. Personally. personally. You, you personally, okay. Me. Like Herschel Abraham Cox. Expound on that for me. My comedy would do well, but I could only couldn't do what I wanted to do with a black audience. I could never do mm. the set that I wanted you to do, mm -hmm. the commentary that I wanted to present this mm -hmm. night. Is it? Is it? Is I just it, had to do the jokes that made you laugh. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, after a while, it's like, dang, like. So okay, so so you were seeing some differences between the way that black audiences received you as opposed to the way that white audiences received your comedy. On the south side of Chicago, let me say that. Okay, pre yeah, okay. You know, let me preface that. Okay. That's where I was. Southside Chicago, okay. And so, you know, you go back the next night and just do the jokes that make people laugh, but it doesn't feel the same as mm -hmm. me getting my agenda out. Yeah. I had to mature, though. It's not always about my agenda. Mm. Um, but, man, the chops, like, you don't realize you get them until you leave and go do comedy somewhere else. Mm. Cali or I went back home or... Mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to go to London and perform there. Like mm. that's when I learned the, 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 what the chops, what I was getting. Okay. But man, when you're there, you just you're in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Abe Cops from Mesa, so I had to switch and use that as an opening all the time, mm. so that they would get where I was coming from or understand maybe why I look or sound different. Okay. Because I think for a while I struggled with black people thought that. Everyone black in Chicago, except for <laughs> my elders. I love my elders. Yeah. They are the best. All the elders from Chicago. But anyone like who's close to my age, mm. they thought I was from the north side of Chicago, mm. born and bred. Mm. So that's a, 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 a microaggression and a compliment. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on there. A lot of things going on. Th Being from Mesa, you're kind of like, well, yeah. there's more black people on the north side of Chicago than there is in Mesa. Mesa. Yeah. So you think that I'm actually from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, well, and, I'm and, not and, a lame ass right dude from some city you've never heard of. And that's interesting because I know that you were originally born in Chicago, right? And then moved to Arizona. Moved to Arizona. And then came back. And then came back. So to see that and to mm. have that, right. it was almost like a rejection. Mm. Like we don't get it, or right. we just I don't get it. So I'm gonna place you in that box. And, and so actually, I always let me, to break me, out of it. Okay, let me let me stop you right here. Can you? For those of them who are people who've never been to Chicago, who, who who don't kind of really understand, okay, what I'm talking about, the 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 yeah. the um, racial divide. Uh, divide in Chicago. Can you kind of talk about the differences between yeah. North and South Side Chicago, and 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 why someone saying that um, would come across that way? Absolutely. So you look at Chicago on the map; it's up against Lake Michigan. To the east of the city is the lake. So not really an east side, right? So you got your downtown, which is the center. That's where restaurants, shopping, 
If you got the money and the credit mm -hmm. score, that's where you can live, mm -hmm. right? Then the north side, that's just, it's very nice. Like mm -hmm. when I come to New York, the way everything's built and close and, and, and there's all these shops and everything, mm -hmm. the north side and downtown and maybe a few other places are like that. South side's not like that. Mm -hmm. They didn't build it like that. Yeah. And it's like bigger than the north side, almost. Mm -hmm. Black people live on the south side right. and the west side, mm -hmm. but they live on the south side, mm -hmm. right? When you think about Chicago and violence, you right. think about Chicago's south side. Right, right? south side. Mm -hmm. When you think about where not to go, mm -hmm. we ain't driving south. Right, right. And so you got to understand, I'm coming from Mesa, Arizona, with no car, living on the south side, mm. never going to the north side, mm. but you think I'm from the north side. And so I'm like... That's good, and what's going on? No one said it in a mean way. It's yeah. just an assumption. Like, oh, you must be from the north you side. You must be from the north side. Or you do that do the stuff you do on the north side. Like, just do it here, man. You'll be good. Just do the stuff you do on the north side here. And I'm like, well, I'm from the desert. <laughs> <laughs> the reason y'all are acting weird, because I am weird. weird. I'm from the desert. I'm from Arizona. I'm from Arizona. Yeah. Yes. I know you didn't know that black people were there. Yes. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. So like, but the chops, like mm -hmm. that made, it just made you, uh, your character stronger. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've gone in there and been destroyed and then just go back, but mm -hmm. it, it, it desensitizes you. Yeah. Man, Chicago desensitizes you because it's a, it's a racial divide. Yes. If you were on the North side mm -hmm. and you were black, you should have gotten someone giving you that look like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> or is there a reason why you're here? Or yeah. trying to figure out why you're here? I literally had someone come up behind me as I'm putting the key in my door on the when I live on the north side. Mm. I didn't know black people live here. This Wait, what? Said, this was said behind me. People walk. Basically, all the homes are like New York, so they're built up to the sidewalk. Okay. Right? So, if you're talking on the sidewalk and I'm at my door, I can hear you. I'm right there. Yeah. Putting the key in the door. I didn't know black people live here. Wow. And they were black. Nigga. Yeah, that's wild. Mm. They're from Chicago. So to me, that fucked me up. Because I'm like, how are you living in this city? Mm -hmm. And you don't know that black people live in every single neighborhood. Yeah. And have for years. Mm -hmm. There's more black people in this white part of Chicago than yeah. in my entire state. Yeah. Y'all yes. don't get that. Mm -hmm. They don't want it right. To right. me, it's all culture shock. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There is no place where I'm uncomfortable racially mm -hmm. because it's more diverse than where I'm from. Yeah. So these things are, so my social commentary mm -hmm. is being taken over by race. Mm. You know, mm. and that hadn't happened before. Right. So that was like a, you had to. You can't let that get to you. Okay. There's a lot of things going on. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel about you yeah. saying I'm from the north side. But then there's what that me understanding what that really means. Right. What that represents as 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 it relates to um, the demographics of Chicago. Right. Right. So when they said, I didn't know black people lived here. I want you to understand. It was a nice neighborhood. But I was splitting a one-bedroom with my girlfriend that was under a thousand. Wow! So we're splitting that cost. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm like, but I don't need a fancy job to afford five hundred dollars a month. Yeah. 
That's nothing. When I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. I don't need... I, I mean, I worked at Lens Crafters making glass. I didn't... I, I, I Part-time. Yeah. And I can make my side of the rent. Yeah. So hearing that, mm-hmm. you, you said it's a lot going on. Right. It's layered. It's so layered. I'm like, a black person said it. Mm-hmm. I don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm... It, right. it, it just threw me... So, so it's, it's, maybe it's this working assumption that, well, I didn't know there were those other kinds of black people that lived here, right? Because obviously, they're, and, and, and they're maybe talking from a frame of like, well, I know why we're here. Right. Right? We don't live here. We're visiting or we work here. Yeah. hmm But in these big cities, in the nice areas, most of the people walking around don't live there anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So only you, you can only hear something like that if you live in one of these areas or you've placed yourself in an area, right? Mm-hmm. I would never hear that if I lived in Scottsdale because I wouldn't be able to hear you. Right. Right? The front door is not up on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's real, though. Right. It's, it's a tiny detail, yeah. but it affected... I'm still dealing with it today. Yeah. The two black guys literally talked to each other. I didn't know black people lived here, and I'm paying less than $500 in rent. Like, right. I, I I know I, I may sound like I'm a baby, but to me it's, it's not about complaining. It it's just, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Chicago just it just hardened me, hardened you. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about this, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but but we're here now. We're here now, and here and, now. and and this is I think I think I think like, this is this is the meat. This is the meat. Right. I get it. I get it. And so you know. Doing comedy, like, because when I lived on the south side, when I first moved there, I would take this train, taking the train every day, taking the bus. I'm sitting there on the bus wishing, man, I wish I was riding the bus in the other direction. Mm. That would be more convenient for me. I would feel safer. You, 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 you've never felt unsafe until you're in the hood, about to take the train at night, mm-hmm. and the niggas who you think are way hooder than you yeah. say you're crazy for taking the train. Wow. Like that's real fear. Mm. People's like you are, you're because you're from Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, you you're not supposed to be able to survive you're not built out for here. This. You're not built for this. Yeah, but I'm not built. And they're like, but I'm not built for it either. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that like, that's where the chops come from. Mm. And these stories of Richard Pryor in Chicago. Mm. You got to bring it together. The, the the pain when you realize the pain and these things that people are saying. How do you bring it into the comedy? Yeah. And, and that's what the, the journey is. Okay. That voice, like a writer. Mm-hmm. Finding that voice, it's so important. Because it can always take you to the top. Mm-hmm. With comedy and a lot of entertainment, you're working and you feel like there's no hope. If the call came tomorrow, you're in there like swimwear. Right. Yesterday's gone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why you keep going. Right. Because there is no... It happens that fast. Yeah. There's no slowly getting in once you're... You're discovered and they like you. You're in. Yeah. We're going to pay. We like you. Somebody's going to pimp your skills out and Mm -hmm. make money off you and make you money. Absolutely. There's no slowly... Mm -hmm. Now that we've got you this deal, unless you suck, Mm. but if you're actually good and you're making people laugh and they give you a shot, Mm. you're going to keep going. Yeah. Yo, we're going to take a break real quick. Yes. And then uh, we'll be right back. Oh, uh, real quick. Yes. Uh, can this episode be partly sponsored by Shea Butter, Mr. Shea? We could do that. Can I just say that? Go off. You got the mic. Tonight's episode is brought to you in part by 
Mr. Shea Shea Butter. If it ain't Mr. Shea, you'd better pray. Yo, during this quick commercial break, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about an amazing new product and introduce you to Monsoor Sharp. It was created with the urban renaissance man in mind. It's the perfect facial hair product for men of all shades and men of various hair types. They take pride in skillfully handcrafting each bottle to precision. All right, fellas, now listen up because this is where it gets good. Summer Solstice is a premium beard oil that embodies a light, non-greasy formula that harvests a smooth, shiny, and well-conditioned beard. And beyond that, the fragrance is amazing. I've tried it, I was out here flourishing, had my beard looking and feeling luxurious. And these are just some of the benefits. Moisturizes skin, improves hair texture, rejuvenates skin cells, eliminates beard itch, promotes hair growth, and helps with inflammation. You can get it for your bae, or maybe that special friend who you secretly want to be the bae. Yo, either way, Summer Solstice is not just a hype move, it's the right move. And find out for yourselves at MonsoorSharp.com. All right, y'all, we're back. Um, Jerry Silvest, for those who know, um, Mr. Abe Cox. Yo. Abraham. Abraham. Herschel. <laughs> man of many names. The man. I tell people who are Jewish, I'm always like, you know, my name's more Hebrew than yours. <laughs> whoa, 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 what's your name? It's Herschel Abraham. Yeah, it is. How'd, <laughs> how'd you get that name? <laughs> <laughs> and that gives me a chance to make up any beautiful story. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. All right, man. Um, so, you know, the first half of the show, you know, we, we, you know, we rapped about um, your identity as as a comic. I don't know that I necessarily knew um, how much you are a film buff. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we rap often, you know, about, you know, you know, about movies and scenes and, you know, you know, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it in my um, investigative work. Yes. I didn't know that, yeah, man, you was as heavy in the films as, as, as you yeah. are. Um, and it's, uh, it, 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 it's dope. It's dope. Because like I said, I love, I love film. I love theater. Um, a lot of people don't know. Um, I originally got into Herberger School of Performing Arts for theater. Ah, really? And, yes. Yes. Um, and then I shit myself. <laughs> it was like, yo, I'm about to do some other shit. It's too real, <laughs> <laughs> like I got in, I got in, I got into a school for theater, Herberger, wow. um, and and so I dropped it because, I, honestly, dog, like, the the vision was so huge, like it frightened me, right? Like it scared me. I was like, yo, I, and, and and also, if I'm being honest, maybe I didn't want to do the work, um, and 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 it was also kind of around this time where like. Music was also taking more precedence than like my acting, um, you know. Whereas, you know, I did theater all through middle school, all through high school, mm-hmm. um, but I also did music as well. But it, you know, by the, by the time I got to college, like like the music was really starting to take over, really starting to develop, right? Um, you talking about after Fresh Produce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit. Yo, shout out to Fresh Produce. Shout out to Fresh Produce. Fresh Produce. Yo. I can say that. I was there. Yo, you were there. <laughs> Yo, that was probably one of the best summers I've ever had in my life. That was an amazing summer. Yo, Google that, y'all out there. Google fresh produce. And no, we're not talking about fresh produce as in food. We're talking about fresh produce as like that real dope shit. Music. Um funk. Was it funk volume? Uh yeah, that was yeah, yeah. That was that was rocking with funk volume. Yeah, so fresh produce, funk volume. If you I think yeah. it's still on I think it's yeah. still online. It is it is somewhere in the in, in a crazy color video. The, yes, yes, we made that shit. Yes. We made that yo. Dude, we made like a full like green screen. Yeah, yeah, that was a time. That was a moment. That was a, with the apple. The apple made that possible. Yes, the apple had the app on it. Yes, we did all that shit. Yeah, man, Fred, yo, it was me. It was uh, it was Crash. Yeah, Sam, I am Sammy Nicks. Um, my little brother Zay. Zay. Yeah, David. Dave da- da- Lytell. Yeah, man. I think that was it. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a moment. That was a moment. Yeah. Damn, damn, you brought that back for me. Um. Yo, man, let's talk about let's talk about your passion about films, oh, man. man. Um, Love to. One, there's a lot of amazing films out right now. Yes. Um, one in particular we're gonna touch on um, recently, and I know, look, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm hyped to talk about this. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yes. Let's get into it. Yes. Um, so last weekend, I went to see Get Out. Ooh. And and. This right here kind of plays a lot into what we talked about earlier about um, about what comedy is used for. Yes, right, exactly. Um, and and how how it impacts the way in which it impacts, um, and is it also a mode and a medium for social commentary? Right. Um, we all know, you know, Jordan Peele, Key and Peele, right. um, Keanu. Yeah, yeah, Keanu. Um, now, now, personally, I, I did not watch Key and Peele religiously, but I understood the content and understood, like, you know, the relevance of it. Um, so fast forward to Get Out. Jordan Peele created something, um, you know, that was, that is, like, it's, it's visceral. Spoilers. Hella spoilers. If you haven't seen it by now... Then no, they've had a time. You right, right. You you've had your grace period. Came out February, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like like yo, know, I even I had to suck it up and just like deal with it on Twitter. But yeah, dog, like like yo, like the, the energy in the theater, yo, was yo, it was palpable. Describe your your theater setting. Okay, so for me, who's in the theater? White people. Okay. All right, so you know, so primarily, so I went with a friend of mine. Um, I went to Cabo Hill Cinemas downtown Brooklyn. Um. One is, is, is just one of my favorite theaters in the city. But it was majorly white, right? Um, there was a black couple in front of me. There was a few black couples you know, scattered out. Um, largely, I, I didn't see the room until after the end of the experience. Mm-hmm. So then I was, you know, so then like I saw, you know, it was majorly white folks, um, biracial couples as well. Like those are like the most curious couples like to look at. To be like, oh shit, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't get to see none of that. Yeah, I I yeah. So, so you know, like, you know, I, like, I heard kind of like some offhanded comments, you know, between like some of like the biracial couples like walking out. Um, really? Yes, like one one particular situation, it was it was a white dude um, and a black woman, or she was she looked biracial, right? And she said something to the effect of, 
um, I did AAU. Like, let's go. Like, I'm ready. Like, so she was, you know, so, so I think she was making, you know, a, 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 an analogy that, like, yo, I'm an athlete. Like, I can, you know, I, I can, I can, you know, take whatever happens. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. Um, but, like, you know, so, like, just the, the experience in the theater, um, of course, like, people laughed. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I laughed at, at, at a lot of the jokes as well. But I never felt as though I was ever really safe to really laugh. Like, I didn't necessarily feel as though I had that reprieve to do so. Right. Like, even if it was funny, like, it, 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 was, it was, the laughter for me was haphazard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, yeah, man. And, and, then, and then, you know, at the, at the climax, at the end of the film, the lights come up. Um, <clears throat> and I felt very claustrophobic in that moment. But like the lights are up, like I said, and I felt almost as though like I couldn't make eye contact with any of the white people. Like I started to like like advert my eyes. Um, you want to get caught? Yo, yo, I, I wanted to get out. You wanted to get out. Like literally, like like I was like I was I was, yo, I was trying to just get out of the theater because I, I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? And like and I would only look at yo. You're literally living the metaphor of the movie. Yo. That moment. You were trapped yeah. in your own body. Yes. Yeah, it was ill. It was it, it was a really ill, it was a really ill oh. feeling. Because like I, I I felt I felt the paralysis. Like in that moment. And like I said, like my heart was beating, like I I felt like I was having a panic attack. And like I just wanted to get out the theater so I can so I could just breathe outside. <laughs> oh shit. And like people were like moving slow. And like I said, like I felt like I wasn't looking at anyone, so I was like kind of looking down. I was like shifting. I was just trying to like move to get out. And 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 what what was kind of unsettling to me was that I felt I felt the the energy in the theater at the end was a lot more jovial than I felt like it should have been. Mm. Like, like I'm I'm expressionless. Like I'm 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 registering. I'm, I'm, I'm reconciling the movie. Yeah. I felt like there was too much talking at the end. It was too much laughter still. I know what you mean. Right, right. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was too much energy. I had no energy. I was exhausted. I, I, I left all my energy in the seat. Yeah. Right? And so I'm, I'm leaving. I'm like, yo, why is, why, is, why is everybody okay? What would happen to you if they wouldn't have went with that ending? Yo. yo I, and they would have... And it would have been the real cops, and they would have. <laughs> yo, I would have been shook. I, yo, I would have been. I would have cried. Yo, I would yes. have cried, yo. Yes. If I, if that would have happened, and it didn't end like the way it ended, like the way it ended was okay. I can deal with this because you didn't like do what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah. Because in my theater, it's all black people. Okay. So we were literally the opposite of you. Okay. So you so so you saw two white so you saw it in Chicago on the in South Chicago. Side. Not on the South Side, okay. the theater that the black people from the South Side go to. Okay, so it was which is the equivalent. Okay, so which is which is yeah, which is a completely different experience. Pretty I felt okay. I felt safe. Mm. Not only did I feel safe, I felt energized mm. because all these black people in there were yelling. <laughs> they were expressing their emotions and thoughts freely. Yeah, and so there wasn't tension in the theater. Mm -hmm. They always broke the tension. Someone yelling. 
kill that bitch or get that bitch or I knew it was that bitch or or no fuck that shit. That always broke the tension. Yeah. We never had it wasn't silent. People mm. were talking new in the movie. Yeah. But we all felt that way. So we weren't too mad. But me and my my girl, they kind of got him mad when they was yelling out, kill that fucking white bitch. We felt mm. bad for the white people. We felt bad at that point. Like, mm-hmm. yo, y'all are going in. But, okay, did, did you feel yeah. bad or did you feel uncomfortable in that moment? We felt bad. Okay. We felt bad to the point where we were like, I hate, we hate black people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 then, and then you start categorizing the different, the different types of niggas. Yes. Right? Yes. Where, where, where you're like, okay, like, we're not those kind of niggas. Yeah. I wouldn't yell, kill that white bitch. Yeah. And I was sitting next to, we were sitting next to the white, we were sitting next to the white couple. Oh, So we man. felt that, we didn't feel that awkwardness. You're mm-hmm. right. There was a little awkwardness of mm-hmm. just kind of looking at each other like, like, oh, shit. Wow, we are wild in here. <laughs> this movie has got us wild. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at my girlfriend and she seemed like she didn't like it. Mm. She loved it. Really? She was that into it that she had that look, that resting, concerned look. Yeah. Yeah. But she loved it. Uh-huh. But she seemed like, so I was like, whoa, you really liked it because you were. Just in it. Yeah, you were in it. Yeah. I wasn't, we were there together, but you were, you were fully invested into she the storyline. Yeah. Um, mm. We haven't gotten to know what the movie's about. No, no, no. We're not even, we're at, just at, talking at, about the, the audience. We're talking about the audience. How this film how brilliant. affected us. How brilliant. Oh, it's brilliant. How brilliant. It's I, I, I kind of want to go again with the white audience. I think you should. I want to go. I, I think you should. You know, um, he, he made it so... It's so simple, though. To go back with, to what you're talking about, Key and Peele, mm-hmm. what they do have that Chappelle didn't have, I feel like, was they shot... The sketches very uniquely and not in front of a live studio. True. I guess Chappelle's weren't either, but they were pre-recorded, they were pre-recorded with, with a live studio. Laughing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like Key and Peels were straight set. Everything was like shooting a film. Mm-hmm. And he brought that into the movie. Mm-hmm. And he, and, he, and, 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 and Jordan understands film. Yeah. The aspects that make it great. The mm-hmm. details. Right. Especially with horror. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really that scary. No. But those moments. Yeah. Mm. When she walked by, that was scary. The timing. The timing. Mm-hmm. I saw it the second time, it still scared me. Mm. That's like, ooh, that's good. When you know it's coming. You're talking about the scene when, when, when Georgina walks by. Yeah. Yeah. That's how good it is. I mm-hmm. can tell you that it's coming. Yeah. When it's coming, and it, is still, it will still scare you. Yeah, because I think the movie keeps you on edge because you don't know exactly what's going on, and they play your racial biases against you. Yes, whether you're black or white, mm-hmm. they play them against you. My chest, yo, my chest felt tight the entire movie. I wanted to know why, why, yeah. why are they like this? Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Mm. Not like that. You don't mind if we say it? No, go ahead. Them taking over their bodies, I didn't see it coming. Really? No, I didn't see them. I didn't see it coming at all. It blindsided me only because I thought that it would have whatever was going on mm-hmm. had something to do with racism. Mm-hmm. Mm. There really is no dislike of black people in the movie at all. Right. 
which is odd, right? Yeah. You go in thinking that this is about right. racism right. or race relations. Mm -hmm. They're not racist. Yeah. They're actually, and that blew my mind. They actually wanted to be like black, black people. people. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying these insensitive things. Right. Microaggressions. But that doesn't make you, oh, like, it wasn't like, it was microaggressions. It was never anything straight up negative. Mm -hmm. Like, right. here's a negative thing about you and your people. Right. Nothing was said about, mm -hmm. nothing negative was said. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why it played it against me. That's why I was blinded. Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking for. That's all I was looking for based on my experience. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that thing to be said. Right. Never came. Mm. And boom, it's something completely different. And you're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. They're turning into black people. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. What? That's why I, I, when I saw it again, I'm just like, I, I, I'm watching it, and I'm seeing these people, these characters act strange. I'm like, why? And I figure out why. I go back and watch it again. It's like I did with Fight Club. Mm -hmm. when he found out that yeah. he was crazy. Right, it was, all, it was all in his head. Was it? Did it make sense? And it does. Everything that everyone says and does, it isn't weird if you know why they're doing it. Yeah. It's just creepy because you think they're black people. Yeah. Excuse me. You think they're black people. Mm -hmm. And you think that that... And I, I'm just thinking that it's racist. Yeah. I'm not seeing everything that's in front of me. Mm -hmm. I can't see it. And that's what... That's why I liked it so much, to put me there. That's what movies are about to me. Film is about yeah. to take you away and put you into this, 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 this place, space. this head yeah. space. Mm -hmm. like your, 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 your chest getting tight. Yeah. Like to put you, make you physically alter. I love it. it mm -hmm. I, I was speechless. It was a new experience for me. It was an experience. It was yes. a new experience. It was an experience. Right? Um, I, I betrayed myself. Yeah. So as a comedian, and as we talked about social commentary yes right how important was how important was this narrative in the way that pew was able to capture it and tell this story like he has essentially created it's the one of the most a whole new genre yeah exactly right so it's he, one of the most influential right? and important films and it's and and it's in, like there's comedy in it, like there's some brevity in it, Absolutely. right? But like, it it it, but it 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 also comes at the expense though of, you know, of discomfort, right? You know what I'm saying? And and that goes back to that like like that never really feeling like comfortable enough to laugh, right? So like you were trapped inside of your body. Yeah, it's a metaphor of that. Mm -hmm. This is how you have to live at times. Mm -hmm. One of the many metaphors in this film. Right. Right. It's just mm -hmm. a metaphor for there's a lot of symbols an experience in mm -hmm. that people live. Um, as a comedian, it's just like, man, it, it 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 for him to tell the story like that through the horror mm -hmm. and flip it, yeah. everything's just alluding and insinuating, nothing yeah. implicitly stating anything about race anyway. Yeah. No, only if at the end he would have got. Yeah. Gun see, down. See, and that would have that would have brought it to me and made it that would have made it completely different. Okay. You know, if he wouldn't have 
because it, it just was kind of like it's over. You done. You made. I was like at the end. I was like, you made your point. Yeah. You made your point. Mm-hmm. Bravo, sir. You made your point. You got us. Yeah. You mixed it well. The, the horror and the and, and the and the and the your style of comedy. You you did it. You got you got me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you did you see the trailer before you saw it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Misleading. Completely. Completely. I, I, I thought I thought it was just like like a hack and slash horror film. I thought I thought it was just white people killing niggas. Yeah. Basically, right? Like yeah. you know, which 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 is you or know cutting them up or something. Yeah, no, something something yeah. crazy. Yes. You take us away yeah. mm-hmm. and you harm us. Mm-hmm. Something some grotesque. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then and, and then actually, right, and then and then to actually see it play out and it's like, wait, yo, this is Yo, this is crazy. This is wild. Get Out is top 10 horror films of all time, easily, because mm. of what it was able to do. Yeah. And that's why, mm-hmm. like you said, creating a new genre mm-hmm. of using these vehicles, mm-hmm. like racism, mm-hmm. or you do inequality. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about race. It could be about mm-hmm. rich people and poor people. Right. You Classism. Know, I thought it was going to be closer to hostile. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of was getting that vibe. Okay. Didn't, I feel that. I didn't feel that. do it. Yeah, didn't yeah, go yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. But I was, I, I, I that was kind of what I, I put in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they're just not going to use Americans. They're going to use black people. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of some humor. Mm-hmm. It's just not that. It's just not any of that. Yeah. They stretched it. They, they really stretched the margins. They stretched it. You know, um, and like I said, and 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 I think honestly, like I've. Like I said, I saw it. I saw it last weekend. Like I'm still living with it. Like I'm still, you know, processing. I'm still unpacking. Um, and like the illest thing I think for for me was the end of the movie. Major spoiler alert: <clears throat> the end of the movie, where you know it's him, it's Rose, um, and the uh, the cop lights, mm-hmm. the show up. And what, what's been really challenging to me since then was as soon as I saw that, how I automatically felt defeated. I, like, like it, was, it, 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 was, it was instant. It was instinct, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I had already registered the cop lights. I was like, yo, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And he knew it. He can't make it out of this yo, one. He, the look on his face... He even, he, you look at him and he's like, he's, and of course, Rose knew it. Because she immediately, she starts help, reaching for help, playing the victim. Right. Because once again, because she also knew. Because she is the victim in society. Yes. Yes. Like, I've, like, I've been trying to reconcile that kind of conditioning that I saw the police car and I was like, yo, this is not gonna have a happy ending. Fun fact, it's an airport TSA car. Yeah. Not a police car. Yes. But when I first saw it- We didn't know that though. I didn't know. We didn't know that. No, it says it on there too. But you can't, we saw that. We saw, we saw the, the red and blue lights and what mm-hmm. that means to us. We saw the fixture about what it represents, what the it symbol. Represents. I couldn't see it said airport on the door. I can't see that mm-hmm. because my mind has now locked into 
this brother is going to jail or lose his life. Yo, even even when he opened the door and it said airport, I still wasn't registering. Like, right. like, because no. in my head I was like, wait, this is a cop though. Like, it's a rap. It wasn't until Ron hopped out the car that I was like, I, like I could <laughs> exhale and I was like, oh. Oh, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. We yeah. made it. We we made, we made it, it this time. <laughs> Yo, we made it. Because it was never about that. Yeah. That's the brilliant. That's how it's great because it's so you feel like that and it's so prevalent in society. Yeah. Just alluding to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a done deal. That's what it is. Yeah. That's how we do things here in America. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Not even at all. And, and, I'm so fucked up from that. Yeah. From it, I'm me being wrong mm-hmm. in every single moment almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like those moments where there, uh, it does seem like racial reasons. Like, yo, your parents don't know I'm black, or like, yeah, they're acting like this. Like, all mm-hmm. they're gonna, uh, they're gonna say all these weird things, and they went to the party and they said all those things to him. He's mm-hmm. just kind of like, hey, like. Right. Aren't you aware of that? Right. Those are real. Yeah. But it's just not in the movie. It's not real. It's like we're watching something that's so real in our lives and yeah. we're making it what the movie should be about. But the yeah. movie has nothing. And that's, it's, I'm so fucked up that the mm. movie had nothing to do with that. Mm. Yo, I think I need to see it a second time. No. Well, two black people died, but they only died because their bodies were taken over by the white people. The white people never killed any black people. That was never their intent. Not physically. Not physically. They weren't there to murder right. and exterminate black people. But they were lobotomizing black people. They were lobot- They were taking them over. They were taking them over. They were body snatching. Because they wanted to be that. But, see, and, and okay, so but but that's the layer for me, right, where... That is, I think, maybe that's the inherent racism where it's like, it's like, yo, right? Everybody wants to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga, right? Right. Paul Mooney. It's also, America loves blackness, but they hate black people. Right. That's what that registered for me, right? Because, like, yeah, I want to be you, but I'm going to take your agency, though. Right. Right? And or I'm going to appropriate it. I'm going to take what you've done, what you created, what you developed, and I'm, yo, I'm going to be in the driver's seat of it. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to claim it. Because, because historically, that is all white people have done as far as like colonialism. Yeah. Right? They've taken it. Like, oh, this is dope. I like this. It's mine now. I discovered this. It's mine now. Yeah. Right? This music is dope. Let's give it to these niggas. Yeah. And now... Set them up properly. Yeah. The proper contract. With a proper contract. Right. Like, that's what that was for me. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it. So, no, they weren't killing them, but by lobotomizing them, they were destroying black bodies. Exactly. We became fragmented. We're no longer who we who we are at the core. And yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take this part. I like mm-hmm. this body and this skin looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't want who you are or where you came from yeah. at all. I'm mm-hmm. gonna put what I am and where I came from mm-hmm. inside of this. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's ill. It's ill. Um, you know, and I, you know, I want to, I want, I want to wrap up here shortly, but I, I definitely wanted to, to just touch on really what Get Out just represents, and, and honestly, how, how I think you know, it's changed. I think the industry. It's changed. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's going to change, not just how movies are made. It's going to change the way in which stories are told, yeah. and what about? Right. Right. Like stories. It mm-hmm. just goes with the the current narrative. Narrative is that the black uh, black writers and directors mm-hmm. they have really good stories. Mm-hmm. Just simple as that. But Their we don't stories. have the, we don't have the visibility though. Right. But we got the stories and the entertainment. It's almost mm-hmm. like everybody who was getting a, an award for the Oscars was white, and so I'm kind of like, how could the people who are stereotyped as the best entertainers mm-hmm. not get elected? It should never be that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The best basketball players should be black people always, because that's our stereotype. Right. My bad, man. No, no, you good. You know what I mean? Like that's like, what world? That's an appropriation. Like, yeah. wait, but if I'm the best, and that's how you identify me, or I walk on a college campus and you think I play basketball, right? Shouldn't we be good at basketball then, right? Exactly. It has yeah. to be something. It can't just be. Well, I think you played basketball, but you guys aren't the best. Like, yeah. what, what? Right. Who's the best? Yeah. You? Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking make me laugh. Yeah. Um, I want you to break down um, what this means. Because I've seen Interstellar, I know how Memento ends. Ho, ho, ho. Wow. Let me explain it to the audience? Yes. Okay, because you blew my mind. So, I'm still saying what I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I've never heard that before. Really? No. Because these are your words. Those are my words? Yes. This is something you said back in like... Was I... I was in the zone, huh? This is something you said... Probably. Oh, maybe the mind in, melt. And no, you didn't. No. Even, no, dude, you said this on Twitter back in 2014. Wow. Wait, wait, was it 2014? It might have been, because I feel like, I feel like. It had to have been. Yeah. Before 2015. Yeah. You said, you said, because I've seen Interstellar, I know how momentum. Yo, and when, you know, and. I, I know, I, I know, I, I know what that means. And so when I came oh, up, so, oh, oh. yo, so when I came across it, yo, I was shook because like Memento still fucks with me today. Like it was, yo, and, and, and sidebar, like I, yo, I saw Memento on like some wing shit, right? We were on a trip. It was me, my mom, my dad, my girlfriend at the time, shout out to uh, Dominique, right? So we went on a trip to San Diego, stopped at a gas station. And I was like, yo, let's, let's just cop some DVDs. Right for the road trip, and out of nowhere, so I caught momento on some wing what a shit. Great way to yo, see it. it came in like a blue box. Yeah, that's a great right, way. To right, see it. It, it was it was like it was. I was like, yo, I've, I was like, yo, this looks interesting. I was like, oh, I know this, I know this nigga. Like he was in um, the Count of Monte Cristo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, word. Like I got it off the strength of that. Never heard of it before then. Yo, let me tell you what I mean. Yeah, break that down. So, just a quick overview of these movies. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah, hella spoilers. Out the ass. Yeah. 
So, Memento is a film that was basically shot sequentially backwards. Mm-hmm. Shows you not exactly the very last scene first, yeah. but they gave you the, the, the plot. Mm-hmm. It was a plot that went backwards. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a scene for scene, it was a plot. The movie wasn't in sequential order. Right. And it was pretty much going backwards. Now, Interstellar, time doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Right? And we find that through the last kind of scene, uh, second to last scene of the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that, that transcends everything is gravity. Mm-hmm. So, memento going backwards, it was it, it, it goes to me talking about memento earlier in the interview. It, it's mm-hmm. what memento represents going backwards is your human mind and what you perceive. You can get this. Mm-hmm. You can get it. You can do it. Yeah. You know, it's like telling a kid, no, you can do this. Yeah. And that's that's interstellar. Yeah. How are you able to save the Earth? How was he able to save the Earth? Mm-hmm. Through gravity. Yeah. He through the time travel. I believe that Interstellar is one of the best time travel movies ever made. Ever made, unequivocally. Because it's on a whole nother. Dude, the the way just because the, it takes time. The only time travel movie that takes time out, out of, of the, the equation. equation. Yes. It makes it relative. Yeah. That's why it was so good. Mm-hmm. So Memento, going backwards, yeah. and you understanding it, mm-hmm. makes no difference. Yeah. That's why it was all relative. Right. So I know mm-hmm. Memento, who knows? What if Memento wasn't shown backwards? Yeah. That's why I know, like, I knew, like, oh, yeah. well, then it's relative. Memento is just a story. Mm-hmm. There is no backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. There is no forwards. There, there is no spoon. Is no spoon. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's your emotion. Is what you get out of it. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Like Interstellar. Is, it was hard. I know it was hard for people to understand. Mm-hmm. And it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's because of the physics mm-hmm. and gravity. Understanding yeah. what gravity does. It's very dense. It is. Yeah. But it's still the same story, like. Uh, 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 Project Almanac. It's still a stand yes. story. Yeah. It's that time story. Mm-hmm. I know I have to go in time because I've seen something from the future. Yeah. Right? They saw the black hole in Interstellar. Yeah. He saw himself in the mirror in mm-hmm. uh, Almanac. Yeah. That story. These, like me and David had these conversations. Um, David's a manager. Mm-hmm. We, we had these conversations of. Shout David. There's only basically a dozen stories. How do you tell these stories? Mm-hmm. You can't tell. It, it is the same story. Yeah. Girl Interrupted is the Wizard of Oz. Mm. It's the same story. Mm. That's completely different. Wow. But that's the exact same yeah. story. And a lot of these stories are like that. And so when I see it and I saw it. And Yo, I you just said Girl Interrupted. Is the Wizard of Oz. Is the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The Oz is the doctor. Psychologist, that's Yo. Oz. Yo. And at the end, she goes back, back yeah. to the real because she wasn't really insane. Yeah, we wow. can break it down more. Yo, yo yeah, yeah. Oh, it is the Wizard of Oz. Yo, absolutely. I may, yeah, I may have the to... witch. Whoopi Goldberg's the witch is the oh, good witch. It's shit. all there. Yeah. Every character is there. Yo, except for Toto. Yeah, only character is not there, and Toto is not titular to that. Only thing yeah. Toto did was ran away and bite that witch. Yeah. Toto did nothing else to push the plot. Forward. Yeah. Wow, yo, that's crazy. Yo, that's dope. Yeah. So I, yo, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and oh, like, was, yes, yes, and like, and like, put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. 
It's the same. It's literally the same plot. And so as the audience, it's kind of like a grocery store. Mm-hmm. You go in and you see all the cereals and grass. You're used to these colors. You mm-hmm. don't think of them as a color palette or fashion. Mm-hmm. You're just used to it being on cereal. Yeah. Though it may work on fashion. Mm-hmm. And so Memento, going backwards, it took all the rules out. I knew yeah. that, okay, there's no more rules. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a beginning, middle, and end. It shifted how narratives are told. Right. Mm-hmm. And I understood, I liked it so much because watching something play out backwards, you want to know what happened before more than if it was forward wanting to know what happened right. next. Right. And that was amazing to me. Just that, just that, that, that my brain would do that. That I would look forward to what happened before more than I had mm. ever looked forward to what happens next. next. Yeah. And it wasn't, and it was never, in Momento, it doesn't have anything crazy happening. Yeah. The, the suspense is, is done well, but it's not done as well as like Inglorious Bastards in the yeah. first scene with Linda. It's not that good. Yeah. But man, like him doing that opened it, and then mm-hmm. he does the movie about gravity and time yeah. doesn't exist. So I'm like, oh, yeah. is it one story? Mm. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. Is this how Nolan is making the films? Is he the test? Is he in this tesseract? And he's trying to make, he's trying to make it right. Yeah. He's always been trying to make it right. Yeah, the whole time. And he's never gotten it right. Mm. Inception, he never got it right. Mm. He had, and so I was like, I brought it back to Memento because okay. I'm like, that's Memento. It's forever. It's infinity. I believe oh, that the man. best creativity, especially for film, mm-hmm. is when you create a uh, infinity. Like the movie, uh, the TV show 24, for example. Yes. Mm. Very short period of time, but you right. can create so much right. in periods of time because we're all aware and unaware of these experiences, sure. and these connections. Yeah. And so, boom, Tesseract, yeah. Infinity. Something going backwards. Well, you don't know what had happened before, so he could go as far and as long as he wanted mm-hmm. and just keep making it up. Yeah. You don't want to do that in film. Like that was that's why TV shows are amazing now, because mm-hmm. imagine Memento the TV series. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'd be endless. Whoa. Yeah. Right? Eight episodes each in forty five minutes. So man, like if that makes sense. Like it's I I I knew the concept of these films and what I could do and what uh, or a, a director or writer could do mm-hmm. through those two movies and I, me, I connect them and they're the yeah. same, almost the same movie of, because remember at the end of Memento, he erases everything. It starts all over. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to deal with it. Right. And at the end of Interstellar, he goes back. His entire movie, he was trying to get back to his daughter. Yeah. Once he gets back to his daughter, he realizes this wasn't for me. And he goes back. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to be here and deal with my daughter like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back to what I was doing. Mm. It's the same movie. It's... These are these, sto- these, these stories and it's how you I see what you're them. saying. How are you plugging and playing? Mm-hmm. And that's the, the idea of the, the artist mm-hmm. and the filmmaker. How are you plugging and playing? You're talking about gravity and space travel, or you're talking about a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Right. Yo, y'all should still go see Memento. Go find it, download it, YouTube it, Netflix yeah. it. It's Yo, not a surprise that it runs back. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, it's a phenomenal movie. I know we're talking about it, but, like, it's a phenomenal movie. Yo, I want you to give me your top 10, top 10 black comedies within, you know, that, that are, I guess, 
crowned and that we hail within the black film canon. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so either, okay, or either, let me see. Yes, no, let's start there. Let's start with okay. top 10. And not in any order. No, no sequential order. Right. I, I want your top 10 black comedies. Friday. Okay. Next Friday. Re- okay. Um, the Nutty Professor. Mm, okay. Um, off the jump, those are my off the jump. How? That's not really black. How high is that? I mean, I mean, it's two black leads. It's two black leads. I'm not gonna put that in there. Okay. Um, so, so, okay. So we said it's not black enough. It's, it's not. <laughs> you need more black, nigga. More black. So, okay. So you said Friday, next Friday, Nutty Professor. Nutty professor. Okay, that's three. Okay. Um. Um. There's more Eddie Murphy. I'm just trying to think. Mm-hmm. Um, Is Boomerang in there? Boomerang's in there. Okay. So then Boomerang. Boomerang. This is Pressure. Uh, scary movie. Mm. Okay. Scary movie. The, fir- the first one. First one. Okay. That's five. You got... I like horse humor. <laughs> there's a part near the horse. I think I always think it's funny when it's like there's a horse and we look over and there's a horse in a place where it shouldn't be. It's just the funniest thing to me ever. And my dad like, would just laugh. Oh, and like someone goes like that and they pan to a horse and it's like I lost it. I lost it. There's a scene in a scary movie where she going to get alcohol in the garage. You follow her to the house and in the garage, and as you turn around, I'll go, and there's a horse in there, and she gets scared, and I lose my shit. Just because I know how people are with big animals. Like, yeah. oh, shit, a horse. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm in tears right now. I'm trying to think. You, you, you froze me up. Mm. That's my to, job. Okay. I can't even think of any black movie you froze me up, but let me. I know there's more Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I mean, cause I mean, I mean, Eddie Murphy. What you have, Beverly Hills Cop. You have Forty Eight Hours. Another Forty Eight Hours. Um, but 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 are those black films though? Right. So I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, try, right. No. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to zero in on the black film canon. Right. Black comedies. That is good. Is. Hmm. I'm trying to think of... Yeah. You froze me. We can come back to that. We can come back to that. Okay, okay. So so, so then... Okay, yo, we may have to just pick that one up on Twitter. Um, and actually, you know what? I'll do that. I'll, I'll, po- I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pose that we'll question. We'll poll it. Yeah, we'll poll it. Like, what What are the top 10 black black comedies? Um, I mean, Cotton Club may be in there. I, I mean, not Cotton Club. I'm sorry. Harlem, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll come back to that. All right. So how about this then? Can you tell me? Ghost Dad? No, no. <laughs> Yo, we're going to leave Bill Cosby all the way out of this. <laughs> We're not even about to go there. Sidebar. Yo, I loved Ghost Dad. Though. I loved Ghost Dad. It was a great movie. He was in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was a great movie. But, but like I said, I digress. Um, full disclosure. 
Yo, what was, to your knowledge, the first movie that had a black president? Uh, Deep Impact? I think so. Morgan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep Impact. Yo. Which is the same movie as Armageddon. Armage- Armageddon. You right. You right. Yo, it, it's funny. So let's, let, let's kind of, let's kind of, let's kind of harp on that. I remember a time, black president, black, black presidents in movies, right? How did like, that feel? Yo, it was so weird, right? It was weird. It, it, it was, it was so weird to see because it's like, wait, yo, the president's black. And but, but then, but then, what right? Is this movie? But it was, but but here's the thing, right? It was kind of surreal in that I could accept it because it was a movie. Right, and it was the end of the world. And it was the <laughs> bro, they gave that they gave the nigga like the hardest job. Like, hey, dog, it's the end of the world. You got to figure this shit out. Ain't like you're getting a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna be here. But like, but like, on some level, you know, I don't know that I ever, well, I don't know that I ever thought that we, that we'll ever have a black president, right? But but to see it play out in film, you know, it it kind of gave some kind of like. You know, solace like, oh shoot, like yo, like well, we could be presidents like in movies. It upped the ante two of the storyline a little. Yeah, like, yeah. What's the black president gonna do and handle this? And in 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 what world is this where they're listening? He has to take charge, and they yeah. gotta listen to him. Mm-hmm. He's gotta save. He's everybody. the commander in chief. What is? Yeah, yeah. But but not like the hero. Yeah, yeah. He's not the hero. Like the commander in chief, the president of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was that was heavy. That was heavy for me. And and, and honestly, like like I said, I, I just remember just 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 how weird that that still was. Like though, like I appreciated it, yeah. but I remembered, you know, just that feeling. And, and I think that also speaks just a lot of just really what once again, like what it looks like to be black in a country where or in a reality where you're kind of shown over and over that like black is. You know what I'm saying? Like black, negative shit. It's negative, right? Um, and so when you see this negative yeah. shit on this esteemed platform, platform you're kind of like you have adverse effects to it. This is make believe. Yes, it's right. It's fiction. Like it, 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 it's it's fictional. I think one one year, I don't know if I tweeted or I said I said Barack Obama and his team for years. Wrote these movies with the black president. <laughs> Show twenty four. Yo, that and he wrote it so we could get used to seeing it. Yo, that was the next thing I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> I, like, like during the during during twenty four's original run, I never watched it, mm-hmm. right? I, so I didn't watch it. Like, I remember my father watched it, but I remember being like, "Yo, there's a black president on TV." Yeah. Like President David Palmer. Allstate. All, the Allstate. Allstate man was the president. Allstate man was the president. But for me, I knew him. I was like, yo, that's Zeke McCall. Like, that's my man from Loving Basketball. You're in good hands. You, the black president. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yo. He, he was the Allstate man. The but, Allstate. but I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Because, of course, like, 24 was this amazing show. You know, Keeper Sutherland. And it's like, yo, the president... I feel like, yo, 24 might have been like the first television show to show a black president. Honestly, I don't know that there's been any television shows with a black president since then. 
there hasn't been. And no. it might be it might be the first show also that showed a woman president. Mm-hmm. Because a few seasons later, the next president was a woman. In in reality and in film, where this was not even a possibility. What Deep Impact came out, what, like 95? Right. Right? Right. 95, maybe? Damn. Black president, the first black president in a movie was in 1995. I want to know what that conversation was like to be like, hey, I think, I think he should be black. I think he should be black. And what that pushback was like. At that time, right. in 95. People won't believe it. They, they won't, won't believe it. They won't. It's not realistic. It's not authentic. Somebody probably was like, well, neither is this fucking comet coming to hit the planet and destroy <laughs> it, and then we go behind it and drill a hole and nuke it. So, so right. which one's going to probably happen first? <laughs> probably the black like president. That. Yeah. <laughs> so you ain't get nobody to fly behind no comet and blow it up. <laughs> Yo, if, yep. they, if a comet was coming to hit Earth and they told me the plan was we're going to fly up, we're going to drill down a hole in it, and we're going to stick a nuke and blow it up, I'd be like, yo, we're fucked. <laughs> How is it going to miss the Earth? I would be like, but aren't the pieces going to hit the Earth and right. kill everybody? Because right. it's a big-ass comet. Yo, that's funny. I always thought that, like, this ain't real. Like, come on. What would we do? It's a realistic problem to think about. Yeah. What would we do? Because that shit ain't working. Yeah. There's no gravity on the comet. Yeah. There may be gravity. Just stop <laughs> it. Stop it. We're not. We're not. We're not saving. We're not saving the whole planet that way. Because this. Is, so here's my thing, real quick. Okay. Talked about Kyrie flat oh, Earth. Okay. Real quick. Is gravity being caused by the Earth's spin, mm. or is it just large enough to have gravity? Right. So, so, so I'm saying that the point about that is mm-hmm. this is a '90s movie. Right. We don't know anything. That's why all of this can be gotten away with. Right. So is that part of the conversation too? Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how do they have these conversations? Like, mm-hmm. do they is are they really extensive about people won't? Because the people won't believe it in the '90s is way different than 2016. People won't believe it. Yeah. It's a, it's like a huge chasm yeah. of yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. You know, yeah. Like now, there's things I won't believe, but that's because I know so much. Because yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson is yeah. fucking on Twitter, yeah. ruining everything. Every, yeah, he's scientific. He's fact checking mad science shit. He's like, yo, that shit's wrong. Matt Damon, he wouldn't be able to do that yeah. if the gra- if that would have been real. If the gravity would have crushed him, and the movie would have been over. Yeah. It's like, and it's damn. like, nigga, you ru- you ruining shit. But 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 once again, because because now we live in a time where we have access to know, right. like like we can find and out. we problem solve differently now. Yeah, because even the shows have become very very intricate. Yeah, in in, in mystery and in mm-hmm. crime. And but so maybe that's why. Though. If it's weak, I can pick it apart. If it's weak, yeah. and be like, no, why didn't you do this? All right. So, a you know one you know, um, been real. Yo, it's been real. Real. It's been dope, man. Yo, I, I, I yo, I, I, I didn't get too real. No, nah, man. I, yo, I appreciate that, man. I mean, I, I appreciate you, you know, going going there with How me. How many people watch this? I have. <laughs> <laughs> How many black women watch this? Yo, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, hi, black, hi, black women. I have, yo, hey. How you doing? How you doing? Um, I'm thinking about you. Yo, man. I, hey, I, I appreciate you. Yo. Dog, you literally flew to New York 
from Chicago just to sit down with me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I appreciate that. Winding down, um, one, where can people find you? Where can people find your work? One, I bees in the trap. Bees in the trap. No, Literally. I, I uh, Right. I am a beekeeper. Uh, <laughs> was my major at Arizona State University. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I live in Chicago. I live downtown. Um, I would prefer you follow me on Instagram. Okay. At Abe Cox. All right. Um, just because it's fun. Instagram is just fun. You, but, but you tweet so well. You don't tweet often. I don't. You don't? I don't, you, I don't feel that I'm a successful tweeter. Dude, I feel like I failed at Twitter. I, I'm, I'm telling you, you don't tweet often. More. But you tweet really well. It's the thoughts. Oh, man. You, yo, you have some good tweets. It has to, so I have to understand that Twitter is about a feed. Yeah. It's not like... Instagram's not about the feed. Mm-hmm. It's about the... It is about the picture. Yeah. And a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a series of it. Right. Twitter is about the feed. Exactly. And you, I, I, you're right. I need to add more yeah. to the feed. And it's, you know, it, it's a constant and ongoing narrative. The conversation never ends. You can go to sleep. The conversation is still happening. Right. You just pick up wherever you left off at. You know what I mean? So On Twitter. Yeah. Handle is it's Abe Cox. It's Abe Cox. Some random dude like named John or Stephen <laughs> took Abe Cox because <laughs> it must mean something in a different language that I'm unaware of. <laughs> I'm thinking it's a cool stage name. It means something, some nice wooden boat or something. My father was a, wood, a woodsman or a whittler. <laughs> he made these Dutch shoes. Oh shit! Sorry, I'll get that. Um, but yeah, man, if, um, hit me up. Um, I have a cool uh, email address, so you can hit me. It's Abecox <laughs> at uh, Gmail. Uh, and I named. Uh, my penis, the stroke of midnight. <laughs> Black women. <laughs> he said, so basically, <laughs> I don't know this what that is, even means. Basically, this is all for uh, the black women in. in uh, I think I do everything for black women. Yo, as you should. As you should. Not because I dislike any other women. Right. Because. N- nice preference. I honestly believe uh-huh. if I or we. Lift black women up. Mm-hmm. We'll save the universe. That's Ab- what I really Yo, believe. Yo, absolutely. No, there's no not argument. Anyone's better. I'm not I gonna just do- really believe that so much that even I think black women would think I'm weird sometimes. To like, yeah. why are you fucking with us so heavily? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you're supporting me too much, nigga. Back yeah, up. Whoa. Yeah. No, that's real. Hey, if you lift up, I, yo, I like that. If you lift up black women, and they become safe, and they become safe, the world will be saved. Say the universe. Um, all right, man. So in closing, so I usually like to end with like a series of like, like questions and like like word associations. Um, okay. So I have two final things um, specifically. I'll ask, and then um, you know I'll let you run with it. Cool. So one particular question is based on a conversation we had a couple of years ago um, that uh, maybe you can kind of sum up briefly. Batman could never be black. <laughs> okay. Give me something. So let's let's break it down really simply. Batman or Bruce Wayne? Uh, Batman. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Okay. So Correct. Bruce, in the story, Bruce Wayne is a 
billionaire white man mm-hmm. who got mad because his parents were killed in front of him, and so he went on vengeance against people who committed crimes, whether trying to find this person or mm-hmm. do that. Killing, not maybe at times, getting people killed or harming people. Mm-hmm. Yes, a black person could never do that because of white supremacy, mm-hmm. and he would have never have uh, inherited the money. It would not... <laughs> The money would not have gone to the black community. It would have right. been given to Alfred or somebody else <laughs> who was not black. Right. Or the police would have just taken a different approach. Mm-hmm. It's white privilege. You're just mad because your parents were killed? People die every day, B. Yo. Batman. Ch- Bruce. Chill. Yes, it is hard. Mm-hmm. It is. Yo. Someone's parents die, are dying now. They yeah. just don't have the white privilege to go out and fight crime. <laughs> you're not fighting crime. You're getting revenge on the type of person who killed your parents. You're not fighting crime. Yo. You're not even putting a dent in the Gotham. Right? Isn't that what they always say about the Gotham? Yeah. It's so much crime in Gotham. <laughs> Batman doesn't... Except sometimes they say everyone's scared to go out. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, because he's going to... Black people should not be scared of Batman. Yeah. No. Batman's superpower is, is white, white privilege. It's white privilege. White privilege, rather. Yeah. That is his superpower. That's wild. And That's... His name would not be Bruce Wayne. As a brother, it would be Bruce Wayman. <laughs> Bruce Wayman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Crash for coming up with that. <laughs> Bruce Wayman. Yo, that's funny. <laughs> Yo, all right. Oh, man. Um, so I, I got one more question. White power. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Clayton Bixby, Chappelle Show. Um, Yo, New Chappelle coming out soon. Yeah. New Chappelle. We've been waiting. Been waiting. It's coming. All right. Um, all right, another question. It's brought by um, good friend, Darrell Bradford. Ah. If Jay-Z... And Kanye West are both simultaneously hanging, hanging from the Empire State Building. And you can only lift one of them up. Who would it be and why? Who would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Damn, that's a good question. Mm. I'm going to have to go with Kanye West. Mm. Okay. Get into it for me. It's it's a good question, so I feel like I have to revert to an easy way to make that decision. Okay. It's not music. Okay. It's not fashion. It's it's conversation. Mm. You know, what, what what could I get from doing that, right? Mm. What would I get from it besides another Kanye song? <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> With Kanye, mm-hmm. me and Kanye's ADHD together, mm. the conversations that we could have while doing some dope Kanye shit, yeah. I just feel like that would be better than what Jay-Z could give me. He could give me money. I could hang out with Beyonce. But From saving his life. Saving his life. You get more out of it. I just... Yeah. I feel like I'm a, I'm a huge Kanye West fan as an as an as an as artist. Yeah. This contemporary artist that we get to experience. Sure. To me, Jay-Z is a musician and businessman. Mm-hmm. I don't look at him as that type of an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. 
on the level of Kanye West. Right. I do not. Right. He's a businessman who can make money mm -hmm. and spit and market. Right. And he's good at it. Right. And he's dope. He's, he's dope. dope. One of the best. Maybe the mm -hmm. best. But I'm, yeah, I want to talk to Kanye about, there's just things I want to, I'll, I'll, I'd rather talk to Kanye about, or I, I need Kanye to create. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z's just making deals. Mm. I feel like Kanye, because of Kanye and Pharrell, but mm -hmm. because of Kanye, the world is fresher. Mm. I don't think the world is fresher be or better because in a different way because of Jay-Z. Really? Maybe New York hats, okay. music. Okay, I feel that. Does that make you fresher? You're so the badly dressed people, right? I said the majority of Jay-Z's fans <laughs> aren't as fashionable as the majority of Kanye West fans. Mm. Right, more of the that's more, debatable. I think the yeah. freshest people right now are Asians. Oh, that that's not debatable. <laughs> yeah, and I think that they're on the Adidas Kanye wave more than they're on the I agree Jay Z wave. No, no, definitely, definitely. And so, I, I think, and I think Kanye's actually crazy, and I personally, I really enjoy crazy people mm. because of how I, they respond to me. But not, but but. You don't see that as like the detriment? No. Mm. No. I don't think there's anything wrong with being crazy in America because of how crazy white people are and how successful mm. they've been. Okay. So I just can't look at black people's crazy and really think of anything. Yeah. Like even big uh, Herman Cain and Ben Carson, <laughs> they're crazy, but I'm always still like, side note. I'm sorry, man. I got a little side note. I still would have voted for Ben Carson over Hillary Clinton. Why? Because only black lives matter. Really? I would have had to have done it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, someone's gonna come for you, dog. They, someone's gonna come for you. <laughs> Who'd you vote for in the primaries? Adolf Ben Carson. No, he's the only black candidate. What are you talking about? But he's crazy. He is crazy. crazy. <laughs> now, I'm not disagreeing with anything you say. Like, You're disagreeing with what I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with what you say. <laughs> Only Black Lives Matter. Only Black Lives Matter. <laughs> with that, I'm just going back to Kanye. I'm just okay mm -hmm. with black crazy. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend says her mom's crazy. I'm like, your mom is my grandma. Mm. That's the same crazy. Yeah. Like, she's like, how are you okay with her doing it? I'm okay, especially with black yeah. women. Yeah. You can almost do whatever you want, black yeah. women. You get a pass with me yeah. because of what you've been through. Word. Word. I'm not saying fuck Jay-Z, but... Yeah, no. It's just... You, you'll get more out of being with Ye, saving Ye's life. Right. Okay. You saw the, the, the Kanye meme, right? Yes. You, and you got, when I, when I, after I saw the movie, I was like, yo... Yo. Got you, yay. Yeah, he's in there. I was like, yo. And now, yeah, he's in there somewhere. And now sink. Oh, shit. Yo, that shit is ill. <laughs> that shit's ill. Last question of uh, the night. Okay, okay, okay. Tempe Improv Comedy Club. What does that mean to you? Oh, that's a good question. Man, for a while, that was the, the uncatchable unicorn. Hmm. And then not only did I, I caught it, I did what I wanted to do, and, and, it, and it became something else. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I saw how other Arizona comedians, what it took for them to get there, how they treated us. Mm. That's what, Tippy Improv is one of the catalysts of why I left. Mm. I can do comedy and make people laugh. Why don't you have local comedians here at Tippy Improv all the time? Mm-hmm. You don't have a good enough answer. Guess what? I'm out. That's how I felt. Right? Mm-hmm. Then I came back, performed from Chicago, killed it. But it didn't mean anything anymore because I had gotten better. I was yeah. I, I was better than yeah. You eclipsed them. I eclipsed them. Yeah. I wasn't good enough to be on the marquee as with uh, you know Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I can be. Uh, at least on the, I mean, on the marquee, the Tempe Improv. Yeah, I am good enough to do that and get back. And so, it was this uncatchable thing that just became. No, you can do that. Just like moving to Chicago. Yeah. No, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. You know, something I learned from you and Rel was. Yo, once you become a part of something, it's mm-hmm. no longer can have this, this pedestal. You, you can't. Yeah. Once you date the prettiest woman in in, in school. You can't look at her like that anymore. You yeah. know her. You read her. You've had her. She's had you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Tempe Improv was the prettiest girl in an in a Arizona school. Mm. I needed to go to Chicago or New York or London, see some other uh, yeah. improv. To see what else was out there. One more thing. Yeah. The city gives and the city, city takes. takes. Absolutely. I've learned that from you. I learned that from you. You gave me that. Yeah. And like it, That's it, real. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that in Arizona. No, it's not. It's not. Can you, can you and, and briefly, can you kind of expound on, on what that means? The city gives and the city takes. Because you've, you, you've, you've been telling me that since I moved to New York. Yeah. Because it's, I want you to know that none of it's personal. Mm-hmm. You're now in a big city. And in America, those are our oldest cities usually. Mm-hmm. A lot of people there, and it's in, it applies to everything. Like you're gonna get a lot. It's gonna take a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. People are gonna steal things from you, and you're mm-hmm. gonna find some yeah. Some niggas stole my glasses. <laughs> I found a GoPro. <laughs> I found a GoPro camera. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Sitting on a bike. <laughs> Only in the city is someone in a hurry enough to forget that something that expensive yeah. on a bike. Yeah, that's crazy. Sitting in a bike. I'm like, yo. When I picked it up, I thought it was going to be a bag full of money. <laughs> I was disappointed it was a fucking go <laughs> But it takes. I remember one time I was walking down the street. like, yeah, I really need some some snow goggles so I can ride around in the snow on the bike. Yeah. The snowboard goggles. They rode by and they popped off his head <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> what the fuck? And I didn't think they were goggles. I thought it was something else. I yeah. thought it was like, yo, you dropped something. Yeah. These are fucking snow goggles. I just asked for these. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the city. It takes. Yeah. It gives. It, it, it took a lot from me, time, took a lot of time from me, like mm-hmm. emotional, you know, but it gave me these experiences. It gave me the my my girlfriend. Yeah. Love of my life. Yeah. Though we've talked about how that may sound good, but the experience <laughs> isn't always good. Yeah. Having a love, I want to say that on record too, <laughs> having a love of your life yeah. isn't always what it's cracked up to be. Mm. But I'm going to keep doing it. Because yeah. <laughs> I want it. Because I want it. Yeah. See? But I, it ain't. Yo, I want to be miserably in love. Yes, I'm miserably in love. Oh my gosh. Love. <laughs> it's great until it's not. He said, I love it. 
but it's killing me inside. <laughs> it's like a poisonous pill that's going to kill me over the next 40 years. Yeah, she may hear this. That's okay. She knows this. She, everything I say about my girlfriend, oh, I say to her. Because Full disclosure. what she puts me through. <laughs> I clean the apartment so I don't have to hear her fucking mouth. Yo. She has to clean apartment all the time. Like, I just don't want to hear you. T- I don't want to hear you say that anything about it not being clean. Yeah, that's the only. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just take care. That's of it. straight motivation. Yeah, I come home. What time is she getting out? She, she here in 40 minutes. I'm in there scrubbing the tub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there scrubbing the bathroom. She come home and smell like bleach. Oh, thanks. It's so nice that you cleaned. <laughs> is there anything else? Yeah. Okay. Good. We'll be over here smoking weed. <laughs> What's it, Trevor Noah? <laughs> Tweeting, tweeting Jerry, liking Jerry's tweets. <laughs> Yo, that is how a perfect symbiotic relationship works. That's it. Right. It is. It is. It is definitely is. It's yeah. just a, it's not what you would think. And I think yeah. that's how relationships are. Once you can accept that, yo, it's probably not going to look like how you thought it was going to look like. Yeah. Just kind of make it work for you. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be good. But that's, it, it doesn't. Wow. My relationship looks crazy. I'm madly in love and very happy. Yeah. Like I told you before, mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to get up before 7 a.m. <laughs> or there'll be hell to pay. That's the, that's the simple price you have to pay for simple happiness. Price. Just well, don't get up before 7 a.m. Right. And then I can be in love. Correct. That's it. That's it. Somebody out there, though, would fuck that up. Yeah. No, I'm no. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm getting up when I want to get up. I'm getting up when I want to get up. Yeah. Whoa, you need to slow down. What you what you want? Yeah. What Chris Rock say? You with a woman, you go in the mirror every day and you say, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your hope. Fuck your dreams. Let's go out here and make this bitch happy. <laughs> Yo. Yo. And on that. <laughs> Yo, Abe Cox, I appreciate you, man. Hey, y'all, this is for those who know. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you're listening. I know this was also a long-ass episode, but I think it was good. I think it was funny. Niggas was in here laughing. Like, we laughed. We talked about movies. We talked about being black. Black-ass shit. Um, yo, it was dope. Um, please, rate, review, and share. Send it to your mama, your mama's mama. Your grandmama, send it to your auntie, send it, to, send it to everybody, let them know what's going on, let them know what's up with for those who know, um, support the show, yo, once again, this is Jerry Sylvest, shout out to, uh, shout out to my man Sway Jerry on, uh, the music, and, uh, as we ride out, y'all, and, uh, and it's like that, peace!